The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com, welcome to a new episode. Uh, This episode is called Dead Man's Rum, uh, for a very good reason which you'll find out in the, in the show, as you always do. Uh, this show uh, released for the week of the uh, 18th of September, 2017, and uh, we're getting ready for Comic-Con this weekend, Salt Lake Comic-Con. We will be there uh, doing a live recording in the Salt Palace uh, in, in room 151D, 151D at 5 p.m. on Friday, the 22nd, and uh, stop by. That's 18 and, and older. And uh, we'll record that show and present it to you next week. So if you can't make it, you'll get it. Uh, But it's fun to see you live. And then Saturday night, of course, uh, and I'll repeat this information throughout this episode because this happens on Saturday, uh, the 23rd, Doors at 6, Shows at 7 at Club 50 West. That's uh, 50 West and 300 South, which is Broadway. Uh, It's free to get in. you got to be 21 and older because it's a bar slash restaurant. So... That's where we will be uh, doing a show live, and uh, we'll be playing Match Game. And if you have any questions about that, well, it's right there on our website or Facebook or wherever it is that you uh, happen to be looking. Uh, Yes, uh, so we're looking forward to that. Dead Man's Room, let's get the episode going. Oh, stay till the end of this episode, because Jimmy interviews the cast of the Lego Ninjago movie. Who dat? Jackie Chan, Olivia Munn, Justin Theroux, Kamel Ninjani. I know I'm saying his name wrong. Fred Armisen. Abby Jacobson, Dave Franco, Zach Woods, uh, all of them interviewed at the end of the episode, so stay with us for that. As always, we want to thank our sponsors for making this show possible. Uh, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, they will be at Salt Lake Comic Con the 21st through the 23rd at booth 1031, booth 1031, offering you special deals and hosting the creators of the Salt City Strangers and the Mighty Trump and their new comic, Ruthless. So stop by and get the best deal at the convention while you're there. Before you go to the convention, go and get a new lanyard for your ID for your con-going needs at Cabin Fever, serving the meek, the geek, and the freak in your life since 1982. Cabin Fever in the heart of Trolley Square at 500 South 700 East. So much more than a card store, Cabin Fever. Also want to thank uh, Chef Daniel, CantusCatering.com. That's C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com. Call Chef Daniel and talk about home delivery. Because if you're just having groceries and ingredients shipped to your home and you're doing all the work, I mean, come on, let Daniel do it. He'll do it fresh, local for you in Salt Lake City. Also want to thank the girls at Black Velvet Boutique, Don and Leah. Thank you very much. BlackVelvetBoutique.com. The store is at 293 South Street in Clearfield. South State Street in Clearfield, excuse me. It's not a porn store or novelty store. It's a valuable sexual wellness resource for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. And they have free sex ed workshops at Black Velvet Boutique. Also, of course, Salt Lake Comic Con. Thank you for inviting us to the party. Uh, get your uh, discount tickets. Uh, so, well, what tickets are available, that is, at Salt, saltlakecomiccon.com. Uh, discounted passes available today. Uh, a lot of great, uh, fabulous celebrities. Dick Van Dyke, Val Kilmer, all bunch of them uh, going to be there. And we're going to be there. Salt Lake Comic Con, September 21st through the 23rd at the Salt Palace Convention Center. Also want to thank Utah Presents, one-man Star Wars trilogy, Canadian actor and uber geek Charles Ross. One guy on stage retells the classic Star Wars in 60 minutes. No costumes, no props, no sets. All the characters, the music, the ships, and the battles. One night only. 
one-man Star Wars trilogy, September 29th at Kingsbury Hall. Get your tickets at utahpresents.org. Also, the people who are paying for the party, our live show at 50 West, Bo, thank you very much. Broadview Entertainment Arts University, connect with working creative professionals who can help you do the same. Start by visiting their Salt Lake campus and schedule your tour today. Visit beau.broadviewuniversity.edu. Oh, so many people to thank, and we thank you all, especially thank you for downloading this show every week. All right, it's Dead Man's Rum. Let's get to the episode. Please to enjoy. We've got a lot of stuff to cover Plans. today. Weapons of mass destruction is real. You are ruining so many shows for me. I'm... Ooh, that's my favorite. But here's the list of porn found in Odin's vault. All the interpretive dance. That wasn't even put in until after the movie was done. That might have been good. John Goodman's dead? Yeah. Plato so, Superman punches a fake planet. Isn't he like bitching that he doesn't just, get jobs? Looks like it's made out of Play-Doh. And you didn't even hear half of it. <laughs> Geekshowpodcast.com And we are back. Yeah. No, I mean we're we're here in the basement. Welcome to the basement. Oh, no, in the basement. Uh, basement. Welcome to the basement. The third show. I'm Those sorry, good yeah. sandwiches. They, they messed up your brain. Uh, they did. Sammy, that's some good soup. Your wife knows knows her way around roasting a vegetable. Indeed. She uh, she occasionally likes to uh, approach a challenge. Yeah. You know? uh, and 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 so she makes everything vegan for Lee, and yeah. and she likes to experiment with stuff. No, she did a she did a lovely job. Mm-hmm. And, and the the problem with most. Uh, when people approach that kind of cooking, they overthink it. Yeah. It's not hard to roast a vegetable. No. The hard part is you overfucking think it. Yeah. And so, yeah, those perfect. She did uh, did a marvel with eggplant. And, and most of the time, people over-season uh, yep. vegetables. Yeah. We let the vegetable stand on its own. Yeah. It has plenty of flavor. Let it uh, yep. let it show up. Yep. I always yeah. put just a, a, little, a, little, uh, a little sifter of some sea salt on the table. People want a little more, but mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Welcome to the Cooking Show Podcast. Cooking Show Podcast. The They're same, very popular. Yeah. Same with asparagus. People people fuck up asparagus. Oh, God. It's one of the easiest things in the world. You and I both agree. Grilled asparagus, a uh, little lemon. I, I, it's I'm delicious, sure. but grilled, it, it makes I, me stink. I grill everything. I've grilled endive. I've grilled um, radishes. Grilled radishes are the shit. Avocado. You introduced fuck me to, yes. You introduced me to grilled avocado, and that is amazing. Hmm, Change your damn life. I'll have to try that. <laughs> I did. And then I changed my shorts. <laughs> Whoa! You grill yourself up an avocado. You put a little balsamic vinegar in the pit. Yep. Oh. Yep. And just oh. eat it with a spoon. It's yep. Delicious. How yep. long do you grill it? Just just to get just get those grill marks on there. It's a little little trick that a lot of people don't know is that if you have something that's a heavy fat food, you add some acid to it. So if you're using something that's got a bit of olive oil to it, yeah. add some lemon juice. If you're ah. taking something that's high fat like an, like an avocado, uh, balsamic vinegar that that acid there cuts through the fat and makes it smoother. Hmm. Brings punches up the flavor. I love balsamic vinegar too. Yeah. Balsamic vinegar is yeah. great. Tell me, check it out. Put a little olive oil on your. I had on, uh, your, on your avocado though. My uh, dear departed friend, Captain Bastard, who mm-hmm. was a chef. Yeah. Uh, he made uh, balsamic and raspberry ice cream mm. once. Oh, I bet that it was delicious. I, yep. I still dream about. Well, where I grew yeah. up and with my godfather, I, you know, I don't talk about it too much, but where I grew up in Los Angeles, my godfather was one of the old, old Mexican Los Angeles families, uh, mm-hmm. the Corderos. And one of the big things in, in Los Angeles, in particular in the Latin American community, is that ice cream and most sweets have peppers in them. Mm. Yeah. So you would get like this, this heavy caramel... Uh, 
ice cream with jalapeno peppers marbled in with it. Huh. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic because you get that heat, but then you get the heavy cream that cools it down, and then the heat comes back in, and the caramel kind of comes in, and oh my god, I, I love Mexican ice cream with mm. a passion, mm. and one of the things that I, I miss about being in white burbia is, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you don't get that kind of stuff here. I love corn on the cob. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but... <laughs> All right. All right. Man. Okay. Hey, I've got a fun hack for cleaning your blinds. Sea salt and lime <laughs> on your corn on the cob. Yeah. Change your life. A little yep. bit of pepper. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Corn yeah. on the cob. Uh, he loves corn on the cob. <laughs> what the fuck? He's the producer and designated driver of the program. He is Quad T, Too Tall Tony. The other day, I took some corn on the cob <laughs> and I grilled it. Still in the husk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That turned out real good. Steamed your corn. Yep. Steamed yep. it right up. Yep. <laughs> Check me out on Twitter <laughs> at Quad T Tony. You might see pictures of corn. Apparently, <clears throat> there might be some corn on the cob, uh, or right here on the Geek Show, as always, and uh, also on the Gadget Spot with James. <laughs> hey, look at that. Oh, hi, James. <laughs> uh, Jaron and Owen, where we talk about uh, gadgets, technology, video games, and corn on the cob. All right. Yeah, it's the least blanco thing about you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> He, he's changing lives through grilling avocados. Yes. He's Shannon Barnson. Now, the other day, I grilled a mixture of Brussels sprouts mm-hmm. and fennel. Oh, nice. Well, that's when we came up delicious. Yeah. yeah. Good. Is it oh. fennel a cake? Nope. Fennel tastes a bit like black funnel. licorice. Oh, that's funnel So you think cake. there's one funnel. fucking vegetable. Funnel. Corn on the cob. Yeah. What well, more do you need? <laughs> there's only one vegetable. It's a, it's a fucking starch. Mm. It's barely even a vegetable. Starchy goodness. <laughs> there's only one vegetable. <laughs> and you cut its head off and you get all its power. <laughs> uh, come to Lucky 13 every Wednesday. Rain or f- snow or wind. Fire? Fire. Bad. Yeah. Bad presidents. It's Whatever's still, going, whatever's terrible is happening. It's still happening. We're still happening. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday nights. Oh, no, it's over. Eight o'clock. Mm. It's, it's done. We hit the end of September. Lucky 13. That whole thing's done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lucky 13. Great burgers. <laughs> eat them with your face. Like <laughs> just smash that's your my, face into it? That's my yeah. favorite way to you eat just, them. You just roll your face around it until in. the food gets yep. where it needs it's to so go. so good. <laughs> His answer to everything is a little sea salt and lime. A little He's sea salt and lime. Lee George K. You're not wrong. A little sea salt and lime goes a long way. That's true. I actually use lime or lemon in the jerky that I make. I, I like a, I like a, a lemon is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Well, lemon is a fantastic thing. I love lemon. So with the uh, with the jerky, um, you're using quite a bit of salt, using quite a bit of pepper. You're using some oil, and to cut through that and to punch up the flavor profile, you put in the right kind of citrus. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing something that's got like a South American flavor, I'll go a little heavier on lime. And if it's something that's got a lot of uh, a lot of heat, I'll go with lemon because mm-hmm. that'll, that'll bring out the uh, earthiness, uh, mm. the earth tones in the in the peppers. So I really like that. Listen to Bobby Flay over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh, you know my my daughter's been on a quest to murder Bobby Flay for fourteen years. She's doing she's, a shit job of yeah, it. Yeah, she's, she's got to get on it. Well, she's <laughs> trying, what, what I told age her, did she start at when she was three? And my, <laughs> my brother, my brother, who's Curse a chef you, in D.C. Bobby and Flay. and personally knows and hates Bobby Flay, yeah. has been grooming her to assassinate him. <laughs> so. Uh, Fresh Eatery, 145 East, 1300 South, Suite 201. We're open uh, Monday through Friday. You can also get our jerky uh, pretty much everywhere uh, in the world. I, I promise. I hope when she uh, tries to kill him, she doesn't get wrapped up in those fucking eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> how are, well, how he guy looks like he has two giant caterpillars. He, can, his he can control them like Medusa. Yeah, you can't know, avoid that. Like yeah. Boba Boba Bo in his nose hair? Yeah. <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> 
Uh, hi, Jimmy Martin. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Uh, watch me on KSL. Big Movie Mouth Off, uh, Arrow, Geek Show, Mediocre Show, and Rebian Slug. Stay to the end of this episode. Yes. Uh, I got to interview the cast of the Lego Ninjago movie. Ooh. The voice actors. And there are many. There's, there's and, and he interviewed some Legos. Cool. Yes. Yeah, right. They that were, part's boring. Yeah, there were blocks. Uh, let's see. The, there's four rooms. I haven't, as we record this, I haven't done it yet, but the ones I'm excited about. So, Abby Jacobson is one that Kat's freaking about. She's in the show Broad City. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, she's funny. And she's paired off with Zach Woods and Kumal uh, Nanjiani. Also funny. Both yes. from Silicon Valley. Yes. Then you've got Michael Pena, who I think is funnier than shit. Oh, God, yes. he's so good in Ant-Man. Partnered with Fred Armisen. Shame about... Oh, jeez. Shame about chips, though. Yeah. Then I call this <laughs> I call this the ugly room, because this is just ugly people. Justin Thoreau. Oh, God. And Olivia Munn. Oh. <laughs> wear a blindfold. Yeah. Ugh. Wear a blindfold. And then, but the room. one I'm going to... Freak out about uh, I said last week uh, Dave Franco and Jackie Chan. Mm. That's gonna be fucked up. Nobody's gonna care about Dave Franco. No, yeah, just get stoned with D- Dave Franco. You know, if Dave Franco were smart, he would make it all about Jackie Chan. Yeah. You know, he'd say like, "No, we're talking about Jackie here, all yeah. right?" Because I'm a fan too. You know, yeah. that would be the. Smart I was thing. even thinking about because we were naming off all the movies uh, last oh, week. We, uh, we had a love fest, didn't we? City on Fire. Yeah, uh, which is uh, uh, what's his name. Quentin Tarantino stole from yep. for Reservoir Dogs. Yep. Uh, you've got City what's the Hunter. One where he, what's the one where he plays twins? Twin uh, Dragons? Twin Dragons. Yeah. Yeah, Twin Dragons yeah. is that one. Uh, but you got Sea Hunter where they have like the Street Fighter scene. Yep. Uh, I think Jackie Chan actually dressed up like Chun-Li. Uh, yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> I still think you should have asked about Jackie Chan Adventures cartoon. Oh, wait. This just in? Oh, that's right. We do have a host. Oh. Does he know Kung Fu too? I do uh, he not. does. <laughs> I, I know I know uh Verbal Kung Fu. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> he, he knows that's the, the, radi- the radio wavelength of Kung Fu. Oh. Yes. Uh oh hi. I, I'm Carrie. Carrie uh, Jackson. Monday through Friday, six to ten, X ninety six dot com, or if you're listening on an actual old timey radio, ninety six point three. Uh let's see now. Have we ever started the show with Vicious Pink Wine? Uh, no, we have not. All right. My uh, my punk and rap mix isn't working right now, so I've nope. got a, a I got a classic alternative mix. Nothing right. nothing wrong with vicious yeah. pink. So, uh, now should we start with the dare drinking or the uh, we have a gift from a listener? I guess we can do both. Dare dare drinking is that a new superhero? Well, it's just there's two oh, things yeah. here. First of all, you know I going through all of Dad's stuff after you know, you know going through a, both of you. Yeah. Going through a yeah. dead person's I went, house. I went through your things. dad's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> your dad still had the greatest fucking name ever. <clears throat> Jack Jackson. Jack. Jack L. Jackson. Ah, oh, such a good name. Levon. It's like a superhero. Um, but uh, I found uh, uh, this hidden in a closet or a shelf somewhere. Jack L. Jackson had hidden Bacardi? Mm-hmm. Well, now I've told you about the... The, the threat beer, didn't I? Yeah. Have I told you about the threat beer? Yeah. That was, uh, he always insisted on having a beer in the fridge, and he would use it as leverage against my mom. When huh? when mom was pissing him off, he'd say, don't make me. I'll go drink that beer. I'll go drink the... <laughs> and I'll go to hell. <laughs> one yeah. beer? And your your sweet, sweet mom thought that one beer would make enough oh, yeah. to change your dad's behavior yeah. to oh, make geez. him into a monster. Well, you gotta remember, dad was, dad was uh, you know, in the not, not in the Korean War, but he served in, in, in L.A. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he hard... He served party, in Koreatown. Yeah, hard party in times. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, so this, we can't figure out why he had this. It's a, it's a bottle of uh, amber... Bacardi Rome. Is this and what he threatened the new wife with? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because we did research 
uh, was it after Bre- Broken Is? And we figured out it's what from 1983. This what? is from 83. That's older. That's Empire Strikes Back. Bacardi. Bacardi. Oh no, that's yeah. that's Jedi Bacardi. It's Jedi Bacardi. Um, that's older than me. That's so it's it's, write that down. it's aged 34 years. Jedi Bacardi. So we looked it up. We looked it, it up. To see if, s- if you could still drink. Yeah, is it still I good? guarantee if you pull that label off, there's a treasure map. You, as you, <laughs> you know, you podcast uh, viewers look closely. Uh, you can see it still has the seal. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the state seal on it and paper. It has not been opened. Oh. All the websites that we went to said. Probably don't. Don't. Probably don't. Probably don't. Why but would they say it's that? It's either going to be kind of nasty or it could kill you. But then. Why would they say it would kill you? Then there was other websites that said. You might be okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna, None it's, of them were just like, gonna, sure, go ahead. But it's going to, like, it's either, like, it was kind of like, ah, it's kind of dicey. So I'm going to put this right here, and if anyone gets brave. It's not going to be me, motherfucker. I'm going to do it. But then the other, <laughs> the other dare beverage was actually from my, uh, from my nephew's wife. She had this in her fridge, and she goes, please, take that shit away. It's just awful. I can't stand it. Yeah. And it's Pepsi Fire. Yeah. Which yeah. is cinnamon-flavored Pepsi. <laughs> nope. I, that I, is a can took, of fucking nope. I took your other one. I'm gonna drink it too. So I I, I got a twelve pack know. maybe like a two months ago. She wanted me to Why? take. She wanted me to take the whole pack. No. And I'm just like no, just a couple. I just want to try it. I, I'm not you know. I drank it. So far, you guys. It smells like Pepsi and cinnamon. I'm actually chewing it. <laughs> there are, there are grains of of something? cinnamon or something there. You guys can, look like you're enjoying your beverage. I can barely taste any cinnamon. Me neither. Oh, wait. I can feel it on the back of my throat now. It's yeah. it's not as bad as I was prepared for it to be. It's not um, awful, but it's not see, good. I've never been a big cola fan in general, Pepsi, Coke, anything like that. So I'm already starting at a disadvantage. That's not bad. It's not terrible. It's not, I wouldn't, it's not, I'm not going to buy, buy a 30 pack? It. No. Like, yeah. it wouldn't be my go-to. I'm not going to buy any. Although any I'll bet it. it would mix with that rum pretty good. Where, 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 well, where, that sounds like the worst drink on the where did, planet. Where did, uh, <laughs> where did Dad hide that rum? Uh, it was in a. Uh, it, there was no it was light. It was okay. a, it was a dark. It was. It was room. Okay. Well, I, room. I hadn't yet, so I'm catching yeah, myself up. It was room temperature and it was a, it, no light. It exposed. said cool, cool, dry place. It was next to Wayne Billy's treasure chest. Carrie <laughs> was like, ah, it wasn't really cool. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't call it a cool, dry place. Next to a, next to a painting with uh, the hole cut out of the mouth. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it was room temperature. <laughs> hmm. All right. Okay. I said the biggest. Uh, what I'm reading says the biggest danger in scoring rum is after it's opened. Hmm. Go well, for it, Shannon. Maybe we'll do, do it. it. No. Do he it. Says, he One, I don't like it. rum. Would you like to know why? Yes. One time, uh, oh. God, when I was still living, I was a kid. My buddy Charlie. You guys know Charlie. Mm-hmm. He lived, oh, Lee is going for he it. He lived a couple blocks really? up the street. Lee, and Lee's, oh, gross. Oh, he's doing it. No. Uh, I, I, so here's the thing. Could you please? Move? I don't. I can't even really smell rum. <laughs> Like, I swear to God, I'll throw off. <laughs> he dumped it on his head. <laughs> I drink it right out of the bottle, I guess. Yeah, well, right. unless you want to run and get him a just, shot. Just, no, my, my, it's classy. My lips are already on it. Oh, my yeah, lips are already on your dad's it's, bottle. It's All right. Oh. The die is cast. It's just Bacardi rum. It's just Bacardi rum. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's another reason. Which not is not the, not the best still rum. Says no. Ron. still <laughs> says Ron on it. Yeah. This is Ron Bacardi's ah. rum. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. It no, was so, like a punch to the oh face God. for you. Well, kudos to you. <laughs> See, he's fine. <laughs> kudos for you for drinking the dead man's rum. Uh, Charlie's parents went out of town. I did just drink dead man's rum. You did. Oh, I'm going to be cool with my kids for like a day now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Worth it. Jimmy's going to do it, Jimmy's going to do it. Oh, do it, Jimmy. No. Do it. No, do it. 
influencer. I can't even watch. I'm the influencer now. You are. Yeah. Oh, he spilled oh, it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It tastes like shit. I think yeah, it does. Just Carrie's like Bacardi. Go for it. <laughs> does it taste like it's from 1984? Ah. See, it, it doesn't smell like rum. It just smells like, al- it smells like alcohol. Well, it's because it's before Ron Bacardi changed his uh, recipe. Ah. Yeah, that, that's not rum. What is it? I don't what know. Drink? Something new. I don't know what it's become, but it's not. <laughs> oh, God, Carrie. I don't know what it's become, but it's, so, not, it's uh, not rum anymore. While I still have the opportunity to say this, we are taking auditions <laughs> wait a minute, wait a for a new host and two new panelists for the, the Geek Show podcast. The rum was going to be me and Tony. Um, <laughs> the rum was so bad that he dove back into his Pepsi Fire to cover the taste. I did. No, so the reason I hate rum, so Charlie's parents go out of town. We, uh, I, I go over to his house, and we steal the Captain Morgans. Mm-hmm. That's a good and one, too. It was two of us. We're like, oh, yeah. God, 16, 17. Sure. Did you guys drink the whole thing or something? We drank the whole thing. Oh. And um, I threw up that night. And then I got up the next day, walked home, and threw up, and threw mm. up, mm. and threw up. Come to find out, I got like the stomach flu the next day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I threw up for like two more days. But sure. now, you, now you associate. But now, if I smell around, I'm like, <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> Same thing as fucking Miracle Whip. Fuck you, Miracle Whip. Oh. Miracle Whip's garbage no, anyway. Yeah. Hey, the no, first hey, time, no. no. Mayo, mayo, mayo. No, 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 no. I, I read what you and your wife uh, we, had the poor taste to post and make public your secret shame. We we are a Miracle Whip house. Oh, <laughs> I'm out of here. You are not a house. <laughs> you fucking no! I four, bet you, four I bet, walls and Miracle Whip do not make a home. <laughs> I bet you like those fucking abominations uh, sweet pickles, too, don't you? I can't feel my tongue. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dill is where it's at. Okay, man. I just I just read rum can't go bad, but it can get funky. Yeah, so, that's funky, huh? That's funky rum. No, but I mean it's a great anesthetic because uh, my staff in- infection on my tongue's gone. It's all gone. Three right. thi- four but I got the staff infection from drinking that rum. Four <laughs> things that will immediately make me throw up. Blood. <laughs> rum burps. There it is. <laughs> Miracle Whip. Yeah. Fucking sweet pickles. God, I know we're getting for your birthday now. And yep. bologna. So if you want to kill me. Uh, a bologna rum sweet pickle Miracle Whip sandwich. I'm going to put it all in a bologna. Like, like, well, make a bologna sandwich with sweet pickles and, and Miracle, Miracle Whip, Whip and on then, it and give me a fucking rum cocktail. Yeah. Be like, oh, that sounds delicious. I, I would not want to be on this my, with anyone. My wife, when she makes sweet pickles, she makes them with a little bit of jalapeno pepper mm. and some extra garlic. Nice. It's pronounced bologna. Was that <laughs> the proper way to eat sweet pickles is grab the jar and throw it in the fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's also the proper way to eat Miracle Whip. Yeah. I agree. Right. We only had Miracle Whip growing up. And I once I tasted the glory of mayonnaise, I was like, the, the no more miracle. He embraced the blandness with, with mm. all of his... I mean, my dad tried Miracle Whip. I remember it was like the same year this Bacardi was made. And my dad, I remember thinking how strong he was because he took the bottle of Miracle Whip and he just spun around five or six times and threw the Miracle Whip into the sun. See? Wow. That's, yep. that's where it belongs. See, we don't, we don't use uh, Miracle Whip in our house. We just use Cool Whip on everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's like in your tuna fish and shit. Yeah, we got gives uh, it a nice sweet tang. We got we got broken news coming up, and then we have your uh, letters, uh, your questions for the panel. I, oh, I can't see now. But uh, <laughs> dead man's rum. Dead man's rum. But first, we have a gift what? from Daniel Jenkins. Daniel uh, writes. He writes. It's uh, an actual letter. letter. Yeah. yeah, an actual letter. 
I'm off the hook because it came with a gift. And uh, and Sue, <laughs> I don't have to play the letters theme. Presents. We got presents and presents, and we open them. Um, someone make a jingle for that. And Sue liked it because she said, "This isn't even like college or three binder paper. This is some kind of that's high school paper." Yeah. No. Is that wide rule? I don't know, Lee. It's huh? film paper. What kind of paper would you I, call? I, I can't actually see anything. <laughs> Everything's just dark. That's, Everything's that's dark col- and cold. Uh, sir, that is college rule paper. College rule paper. Thank I also you. feel suddenly like attacking your neighbor's house with fire. I should ask the school teacher. Of course he knows. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hello, Geek Show. I've known about your podcast for a few years now, but only uh, into last year or so have I been a, a real listener. So he's only been listening for a year. He's okay. been aware of it, but not a listener. I was I'm just, aware, but fuck that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> I'm aware, but fuck that. Uh, I just never was a podcast guy. Of course, I now kick myself for not starting sooner. Uh, given the last year worth of junk we've all had to deal with in the world, it's been nice to have a small bright spot every money to look forward to. Well, let me remind you, uh, sir, that... Uh, let me dig this out. Is that our friend Travis the Pie Man has... Geekshowyearinreview.blogspot.com, mm-hmm. where he uh, takes just not the whole shows, but uh, some you know portions of them and puts them together. The gold, the comedy gold. Yes, and he's putting new stuff up there all the time. At the beginning of the summer, you guys ran a show called Corn on Top. Corn on Top. Corn on Top. He comes and visits me every day. <laughs> yes. I love it. For whatever reason, it really struck a chord with me. I find myself often thinking back to it. I've even... Given a corn on top yell every once or twice when my wife asks me what I want for supper. <laughs> Try it during climax. It's great. <laughs> corn on top. <laughs> I wanted to maybe give you guys a little something back for making my Monday shop time fly by quicker. I spend a good bit of my time uh, shooting things with lasers. <laughs> oh. Is he a spaceman? This guy sounds cool. So I thought I'd put my skill to use. Two things stood out to me in this show. The first was corn on top, the restaurant. Uh, the other was the discovery of the time closet. <laughs> now, Sue, Sue read this. She that, doesn't listen to the that, show. That was an episode, man. Yeah. That, that, that was, was an yeah. episode. Sue, my wife doesn't listen to the show, so I. Had what to wife explain. does? Exactly. So that, I had mean, to, that we all never noticed that there was a closet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I pointed out that it was like most of you guys didn't yeah. even know there was a closet. Well, I just thought it was Joe Candles. But um, in doing so, I decided to make you these. I hope you enjoy them. Uh, it's making things like this that I enjoy. If I get a chance to do something interesting, projects for people, uh, we have some very creative people around these parts for sure. Is there if there's anything I can do for you guys in the future, pe- f- feel free to reach out. Daniel Jenkins at uh, Daft Concepts LLC. There's two. Things. I got some people I'd like you to shoot with a laser. There's two <laughs> things I know are not in these packages. What's One it? is a sex bot, and the other is a murder bot. All right. So they're, me, they're much too small for here. that. But no, have, uh, there could be a sex murder bot. Oh. I have, I have not looked. At, uh, Obviously, because I wanted it to be a surprise for you me. You get so many presents on your birthday. I can't feel my ears. God, there we go. Okay. <laughs> so this is. Oh, oh <laughs> man, that's cool. The time closet. That is great. <laughs> which uh, which camera, James? Which one am I? That one? Am I good? This is the time closet. Sign. That's pretty good. Oh, and you can smell it. It's, it's got the, that the burnt, laser burn. It's got that burnt toy it's, flavor. It's got the burnt wood smell. And it kind of like looks it. like the Back to the Future logo. The, okay, yeah. you're just having a stroke. <laughs> that's, that's good work. That's some good work. You going right to hang there. that up above the closet? Uh, there's no room above it, but I'll hang it right on the door. Okay. Uh, so there's that one. Oh, I'm fucking so excited to exciting. see the next one. So this is probably... Oh, I can smell it. Right? Yeah, I can smell I that. I love that smell. It smells, I do. Yes, it smells like a campfire. It is. It's great. It smells like my armpit. I love campfire smell. Jesus. Okay, here we go. This is the Corn on Top, a geek show restaurant. <laughs> oh. 
right there, and it's <laughs> got a that. it's oh got uh, a plate of looks like spaghetti, spaghetti. yeah, <laughs> with. Uh, a corn with some corn on top. Corn on top. That is mine. <laughs> Give me. That That's is yours. Pretty cool. So you're gonna hang that up in, in your uh, in your Seven Eleven. You know what I would if it didn't say Geek Show. <laughs> but I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it to put school. It in the, put it in the kitchen. I'm, I'm gonna bring it to school though and yeah. show the kid. Yeah. He's gonna lose his fucking mind. <laughs> but then hang it in your kitchen. This is so good oh, in my kitchen. This it has is beautiful. To. It's perfect. And this is good because it's my birthday month. Too. It is. Yeah. Yes. And is at the time at the time of the show, your birthday is a week or so away. Yeah. So we're at Comic Con right now. Uh, n- next week. Next, next week. Uh, next yeah. week we'll be doing Comic Con. I'll be playing Cuphead. Yes. The the one two punch. I need to get that. Um, anyway, so let's go to broken news, and then we'll come back with your questions for your the panel. Questions. Uh, again, uh, thank you so much for this. This you uh, and again, it, he said that if we ever need a sign made, that's Daniel Jenkins at Daft Concepts. That's beautiful. Yeah. LLC. That's rad. Yeah. Both that of is them are very great. Cool. All right. Thank you, Daniel. After these messages, we'll be right back. Corn on top! One Man's Star Wars Trilogy for one night only. Friday, September 29th at Kingsbury Hall. Canadian actor and uber geek Charles Ross retells the classic Bad Hair Trilogy in 60 minutes. No costumes, no props, no sets. All the characters. We meet again at last. The music, the ships, and the battles. Oh, shh. You're a weak old man. Tickets available at Kingsbury Hall box office or at utahpresents.org. Talking about sex can be uncomfortable. And you know it shouldn't have to be. At Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame in sex or wanting to be educated about sex. Black Velvet Boutique is an all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. Black Velvet Boutique, they're located on 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Utah. You can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or give them a call, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. They are locally owned and operated, staffed by some really cool, fun, compassionate, and caring women, Dawn and Leah. Very supportive, very passionate about making sure that uh, their customers have a positive experience. You're free to shop anonymously or engage with any of the Black Velvet Boutique staff. They're interested in building honest dialogue and relationships with their customers and helping people make informed choices. Black Velvet Boutique is its not a porn store or a novelty store. It's for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. Black Velvet Boutique, huge advocates of self-care, which is about understanding your body and sexual needs and desires. Visit them at their store, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, or call them. Ask them about their free workshops, Black Velvet Boutique. You've probably heard the saying that when it comes to getting a job, who you know matters just as much as what you know. It's especially true in the competitive creative industries. And that's why at Bow Broadview Entertainment Arts University, you can connect with working creative professionals who know how to successfully craft a career and want to help you do the same. Start making these connections by visiting the Salt Lake campus. Schedule your tour today. Visit beau.broadviewuniversity.edu. Salt Lake Comic Con 2017 is coming September 21st through the 23rd at Salt Palace Convention Center. Meet celebrity guests like Hollywood legend Dick Van Dyke, Elijah Wood, a.k.a. Frodo from Lord of the Rings, Val Kilmer from Top Gun and Batman, John Burenthal from The Punisher, 16 Candles John and Joan Cusack, Back to the Future's Christopher Lloyd, plus Michael Rooker, Rob Schneider, and more. 
geek out with stars from your favorite fandoms like Guardians of the Galaxy, Walking Dead, Star Wars, Doctor Who, and Back to the Future. Get your discounted passes today at saltlakecomiccon.com. Well, let's see what's going on at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection in September. Oh, Dr. Volt's will see you at Salt Lake Comic Con September 21st through the 23rd. They're going to be offering a lot of special deals and hosting the creators of the Salt City Strangers and the Mighty Trump. They will be there signing their new comic, Ruthless. So stop by and say hey and get the best deal at the con. Uh, the Runaways are returning to comics with their original lineup. It's perfect uh, jumping on point for those wanting to prepare for the new Hulu TV series. It's written by YA author Rainbow Rowell. And this is exciting. Star Wars Adventures, introducing a new era in all ages Star Wars comics. Each issue in the monthly series will feature two stories starring your favorite Star Wars characters from all films. The debut issue will reveal Rey's early adventures on Jakku, as well as a comical tale of clone catastrophe. And of course, I'm excited, Marvel Legacy comes to you in September. They're open seven days a week. Hold service is free, and with that, you get a 20% discount off of your purchases over $20 or more, and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City. Don't be surprised when you see one of the Geek Show guys or me there. They are the friendly comic book store in Salt Lake. They are Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Broken news. Welcome to it. Woo! Yeah. Yep. Name of the episode is Dead Man's Rum. Ooh. Ugh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God, that took a minute to fire up. Sounds like a third show. Yep. No, yep. it's it's uh, Carrie's Gross. secret liquor bottle Dad's, we found. Dad's secret bottle oh, of rum. You guys cracked it? From 82. Yeah, we cracked I, it. I didn't touch it. Was I, it just like an inch of sugar on the bottom of the bottle? No, <laughs> no it was full. It was fine. I had and a sip it was, of it. It was drinkable. No. Okay. No. I mean, I drank it. <laughs> I wouldn't consider it drinkable. I mean, you know, if you hated yourself. Yeah. You know, maybe. I do. I do occasionally. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, that uh, episode uh, is, uh, we'll get back to it in a moment. And stay till the end of this episode yeah. for interviews of the voice cast of the Ninjago movie. Yeah, the Lego Ninjago movie. This is star-studded. It's a great cast. It's let's, some of the best interview material Jimmy's ever come up with. It's pretty funny. Let's yeah. lead with Jackie Chan. Yeah. You want to lead with him? Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying this is the list oh, of the people. List, uh, the list is Jackie Chan. Your Dave, best friend, Dave Franco. Dave Franco, who now have interviewed him three times. Yes. Uh, let's see. There's uh, Abby Jacobson from Broad City. She was paired with Fred Armisen. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Zach Wood and Kamal Nanjani. Did you say it? Not Johnny, yeah. And Johnny. Yeah. And then uh then you've got the I call it the ugly room, which is Justin Thoreau and uh Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. Yeah. yeah. Who just look, gross. Who looking at that, yeah. I watched that interview. Did you? And she didn't look like herself. I don't really know her that well, so I don't know yeah. if like you know I, to me she she I don't know what. Did you think she had work done or something? I don't know. Uh, she looked but, gorgeous. I mean she looked great, yeah, but she, she didn't did. look like herself. Right before I went to anyway. that room, this guy walked past me and goes, Does anybody ever tell you you look like Justin Thoreau? And I was like, No. And so <laughs> I walked in and said that too. I go, Some guys just said I looked like you and he goes, Oh yeah? I guess I can see with the eyebrows and the hair I go, No. No. <laughs> no, I don't. No. <laughs> I'm not turning on Jennifer Aniston at all. <laughs> He just started laughing his ass. Life off. would be very different, Jimmy, if you looked like Justin. Trudeau. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, stay till the end for all of those. They're very entertaining interviews. Uh, also, don't forget that uh, uh, we're, we're uh, this is the show for the 18th of September, 2017, mm. and uh, we are going to be at Salt Lake Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, throughout the three days, 
If you'd like to find us each individually, if you just go to the guests page and search our names. <laughs> the app's actually a lot better this time. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It is a little there's bit. There's a yeah. new app. I don't know if you have that yeah. one or not. But... If, if you still have the old one, delete it and download the new, the new one. one because it's it's much better. <laughs> no, if you want to find us, just go to the Hotel Monaco at 5 o'clock every day and you'll find mm, us in the lobby. That's true. <laughs> Getting um, pasted. But uh, we're, we're, each, we're each doing different individual stuff. But yeah. uh, we are all getting together on, of course, uh, Friday. In room, uh, let's see, 151D Yeah, uh, at 5 p.m. in the Salt Palace to record a live episode of the podcast. Come to the show and let's fill that fucker up. Yeah, let's fill it up. <laughs> it's always fun. Like, I love our any shows that we do at Comic-Con. Any, just well, so we, fun. I great. think one thing we do, we thrive on the energy. Yes. So... And the cool. questions people come up with, and like the kids that say "fuck," and it's like I said, it's what, like what that kid say about Trump? He's a cocksucker. He's a cocksucker. Little well, kid. It's like I said at Gaming Con. We 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 thrive off the energy, and there was none at Gaming Con. <laughs> right? Hello. We we had Hello. to work, we had to work pretty hard to felt make like that I show work. Felt how I feel when I'm fucking teaching math. <laughs> so that's. Uh, <laughs> I call it screaming into the void. <laughs> so that's Friday the 22nd, room 151D in the Salt Palace at 5 p.m. Then on Saturday night, of course, the big show, the big live stage show with alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Alcohol-fueled. I love that you think that alcohol is not going to be the yeah, first Yeah, there's one. not going to be alcohol at that 5 o'clock one? <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking crazy. Well, I, can't, I can't honestly say. Oh. Uh, Saturday uh, at uh, the 23rd, doors at 6, show starts at 7. It's Club 50 West. That's uh, on uh, 300. It's, it's on Broadway, 300 South okay. and 50 West. Uh, free to get in. Uh, tip your servers. And uh, come and watch us. We're going to record a live episode of the podcast, and then we're going to play match game. Nice. I'm so excited for it. I'm leaving my Rick and Morty panel 10 and minutes I, early. And I appreciate the sacrifice, because I know that's your favorite thing in the world right now. Yes, right? it is. As we record this new one tonight. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes. It's All right. so excited. Last so. week's was fucking... I can't, Incredible! It, I can't even. It was genius. I don't even know it how really to put it too. It really <laughs> like was. it blew my fucking mind. It really I was. was just like, great. I talk about like just subject density. There was so much yeah. going on. I ha- there, I'm still thinking. There's about so it. much to digest in that. You, you got to go back and watch. I've it absolutely, I've watched it three times. I've watched yeah. it twice, and I still don't I had fully grasp all of it. This uh, this past as we recorded this yesterday, uh, I. Uh, ran Cat's booth at Farmers Market because she's still down in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And this guy came in and he goes, I mean, he's laughing at the Rick and Morty band. He goes, "What do you think about this new season?" I go, uh, "I think it's fucking incredible. Yeah, this I think it's smart. This season dark has been a lot smarter and a lot darker." Yeah. And he goes, "Than previous." Because I'm not really into it. I go, "I don't oh. think you're getting oh, the point man. of it." Yeah. <laughs> this, this is the season that captured Carrie, right? Yes. Yeah. This is the season that made me go. Okay. Yeah. This is some just, fucking genius. You know, I did it. Just now. Morty's yeah. killing Morty's. It was. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was Pickle Rick that just it started oh, there. See, I thought it'd be Noob Noob and and Pickle well, Rick, and Noob Noob. Pickle but, Rick and Noob Noob. <laughs> but, if, um, and speaking of which, uh, of, what a of, delight of Comic Con and that too. Uh, find Cat's booth because she's got some new prints coming. She's working on a Vindicators one. Uh, and I don't know if you've seen the one with uh, with Morty and the Rocket. Oh, it, oh. with Noob Noob sweeping up, yeah, and Noob Noob sweeping up, and he's oh, on the track. That one. I oh did my see god! That one. Okay. It's in our it's in the guest room, like just sitting there waiting to you know go to the con. And uh, every time I look at it, I just start laughing my ass off. <laughs> I almost stole it today. <laughs> Came very close to stealing it today. So. All right, we got to raise a glass to a couple oh, of people here. Well, we, we're starting with one that we missed last week because it wasn't announced until after we recorded Broken News. Yeah. Len Wein. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Len Wein uh, died. Amazing comic book uh, artist. He was incredibly influential. His most famous creation is Wolverine. 
debuted in the 1974 issue of The Incredible Hulk. I guess right. that's kind of popular. Uh, you know, he he was so influential on all this shit that we love uh, so very much. Um, his wife opened up about her. He had health struggles throughout his life oh. uh, since his youth. And uh, he said that he kind of worked those into his stories. Hmm. He said most people don't know exactly how sick Len was throughout his life. He was in and out of the hospital since he was three, and I have always felt his characters reflected a lot, uh, a lot of what he went through. Swamp Thing was a reflection of this body that didn't work for him. Hmm. But then there was the healing factor of Wolverine, which kept getting him through it. Uh, he and his wife uh, hung out with uh, Hugh Jackman on a lot of occasions throughout the years. Their first meeting, uh, Hugh Jackman, who knew that Wolverine was a shorty, yeah. apologized to Len... For being so tall. <laughs> that's funny. And Hugh said to Len the first time, I said, I'm sorry I'm so tall. Len replied, that's okay. You play him short really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's just uh, all kinds of stuff uh, out there. You, you really need to uh, uh, look into the how influential this guy was. I keep thinking, like that's one of those actors in, slash character roles that's going to be really difficult to have somebody else play him. Mm-hmm. I would be nervous being the next guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like following up Downey in Iron Man. Yeah. I would be nervous being the next guy. And yeah. down, I mean, but you look at it, how, how many times has Jackman played him? Like, it was not nine, nine, like or, nine, or, nine or ten. Times, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, so he's got Downey beat. I mean, I know Downey's still going, but yeah. I mean, God, it's going to be rough. Uh, another one, raise the glass. For Harry Dean Stanton. Oh, yes. Harry Dean Dude, that Stanton. Guy, American original right yep. there. Mm-hmm. You know? 91, right? 91. That's a good run. Yeah. And a good smoked, run. <laughs> smoked through most of it. That's my favorite quote I've read from him mm-hmm. uh, after he died uh, was, uh, I only eat so I can smoke and drink. <laughs> smoke? For real. Yeah. Oh, he was. He should have been dead a long time yeah. ago. He, he was basically Mark Twain. It sounds he, like he, he was, man. Uh, I, have, I have a theory, Carrie. What's that? You know what killed him? What? He watched himself in that final season of Twin Peaks. I hope you're. I, that <laughs> sound is oh, correct. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he was in Firewalk with me as well. Oh, okay. The guy who runs the trailer park. He's got a movie coming out too. What is going to get Oscar buzz? Was it you, you see or that, Jimmy? No, but uh, was it someone said that he did a junket one time and someone asked him a question. I cannot remember the question. He goes, like, said, you know, what do you think about so and so? And he says, I'm like, I don't know. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. He's not a, he was not a chatty fellow yeah. in interviews, in interviews, right. apparently. But when he, if you were his friend, he was, he was a chatty guy. Sure. Uh, began his career in TV in the mid 50s, appeared in uh, westerns and thrillers for numerous directors, including Alfred Hitchcock. Cool. Uh, he graduated to the big screen with small parts like in Cool Hand Luke, one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. Uh, Sam Peckinpah's Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. He was in Godfather 2. He was in Repo Man. He was, I'm getting to God. that. He was, he was, of course, Brett from Alien. Alien, absolutely. Uh, he yeah. was in Escape from New York. That's right. Uh, but it was not until the mid-80s that a new generation of left-field indie directors recognized his underused potential. That's when... Punky British writer-director and L.A. exile Alex Cox gave him one of his most memorable memorable, uh, roles as Bud, the hard-nosed veteran car repossessor (laughs) in Repo Man. Mm -hmm. And he said that that was one of his favorite roles. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Cox originally wanted Dennis Hopper for the part, but the budget wouldn't have it. And so they they were able to get together with with, uh, Harry Dean. Uh, shot back to back with Repo Man, he was also, of course, uh, Paris, Texas. Is people are saying were, was his greatest role in Paris, I, Texas, because he played he played mute through half yeah. of it. 
Uh, he was also, of course, in Pretty in Pink. And I was just going to say, he was yeah. so great in that movie as uh, Molly Ringwald's dad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he was also in Wild at Heart. Oh, yeah. Uh, which he got a lot of laud for. Uh, so, yeah, Harry Dean Stanton, man. He's... Uh, He's a legend. Well, he's got a movie coming out in two weeks called Lucky, and he's the the star of it. He's basically, really? he's basically a mm-hmm. geezer atheist, just kind of yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so he's playing himself, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he knew the camera was on. It looks it looks like the kind of you know Oscarish role that there, there's, you'd expect for somebody at his point. In his there's career. also a documentary starring him with this this girl that he was having a relationship for a long time, and then they stopped. And then she came back a few years later and said, "I want to make a documentary about you." <laughs> and I'm, just, I, you know, when I read that, I went, "Wait, she dated him. She knows he's not chatty, right?" Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the movie is just following him around as he's going out drinking at night. Really? <laughs> is it yeah. Harry Dean Stanton? Partly fiction. Partly fiction. I yeah. think that's it. Yeah. Well, well I get the sense out. that's what this movie Lucky is too, following yeah. him around while he goes out anyway. drinking. All right, so also some quick news from uh, last uh, week that we need to clear up, just some, uh, you know, hirings and firings and whatnot. Of course, uh, we know J.J. is stepping in to replace Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, and people are fucking complaining about it. And I don't know why. Didn't didn't a lot of people like Force Awakens? That's why I understood. Yeah. Everybody, I saw one person like, you're just going to remake Return of the Jedi. I'm like, no. No. I, no, I, he's I not. Force it. Awakens had some similarities. I understand I that, yeah. but I don't and, get it. And the script is already in, so yeah. he, you know, if they're remaking Return of the Jedi, it's not his fault. Yeah, right. Right, asshole. And if he's and if he said he's not going to do it, guess what? Going to do? Fire him and get somebody who will. Exactly. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, because of this, because JJ is stepping in to uh, do this, it is delayed seven months now. I saw yeah, that. they swapped Sucks. release dates with they, Aladdin. They did. They yeah. swapped release oh. dates. Uh, yeah. The original plan. Let's see. Uh, the original plan was to do it in May. They mm. wanted to get back to that tradition of Star Wars movies opening in May. Uh, because I mean, the, the originals, that's yeah. what they did. I get it, but I think it kind of works better in December. It's I better. Like, I, I like love it at Christmas time. I, yeah. It's better at Christmas because you own fucking Christmas, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty much. So, uh, yeah. And more people will go see it because, like, you know, families visit together. Like, yeah. hey, let's go see Star Wars. Exactly. You know? right. December 20th, 2019 is when that will open now. Hmm. Uh, Patty Jenkins finally signed her contract. She was smart to hold out to do Wonder Woman 2. They kept trying to get her to take less and less. She said, add another zero, asshole. she said, no. (laughs) So uh, she is uh, going to be uh, writing and directing. She saved that franchise. Give her what she wants. She did, exactly. She made the best fucking Warner Brothers DC movie. And let's be honest, if it was a guy throwing... Double-digit millions course, at him would just no problem, no yeah. problem at all. But for so you know weird. fucking it's, Hollywood. Hollywood uh, thinks it's everything's yeah. Mad Men. So the uh, it's on Voodoo right now, and mm-hmm. uh, and Lee actually picked it up, and I shared an account with him. And right when I saw that, I immediately turned it on and fast forward to the No Man's Land scene. Of course, oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> when's the it on? Greatest. When's it on Blu-ray? Uh, I gotta get that. As of now, it should be like a week or so away. Oh, good. Uh, but yeah, she got somewhere between seven to nine million. That's still not enough as nope, far as I'm concerned. She deserves, deserves well, a lot more. They're gonna make ten times that. Fuck mm-hmm. yes. And uh, they're talking to Daniel Day Kim to replace Ed Screen in Hellboy. I thought that was done. The, is it a done deal? I think it's a done okay. deal. Yeah. Uh, that is for uh, Major Ben Diamo. Did you see the picture of the dude in, in Hellboy? You know what he looks like? Oh, uh, uh, the guy who's playing. Yeah, from oh. Stranger Things. What's his name? I can't think of a name. But they, he, yeah. he looked like Ron Perlman, though. Yeah, he looks but, like fucking Hellboy. Well, he, he looks, looks like, like fucking Hellboy. He looks like Hellboy. <laughs> I love That's it. what everybody kept no, saying. No, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying it as a positive. <laughs> I think he looks great. No, but like people <laughs> online, once again, shut the fuck up. You <laughs> goddamn. Everybody just 
God, get some real fucking problems. David Harbour. Um, yeah, David Harbour. Harbour. David Harbour. Yeah, but so they're like, well, he looks, he just looks just like Ron Perlman did. I'm like, right, because he's playing the same fucking character. <laughs> and you say, no, he looks like Hellboy. <laughs> right, exactly. I love the long hair. So great, I, now I we have the, the we have the one hair. part down, and now let's see if he's good at acting at it. So, yes. And don't bitch until you see it. Oh, he'll be good. He's a great actor. I think he's he'll be great. fine. I think he'll, he'll be, be fine. Fuck. Uh, let's see. Uh, he looks too much like Hellboy. <laughs> And then if he didn't look like Hellboy, they'd be like, oh, fuck, this is going to be the fucking worst movie ever. Everybody's got to calm the fuck down. I, I know we, we say that every episode on this goddamn show. And I think that's why those people stopped listening to this show, is they got tired of us telling them to calm Shut the, the fuck, fuck down. up and calm down and get some real fucking problems. Yeah. I don't know, the heat coming off of Shannon right now. <laughs> I've had a rough week. I might I'm, have to move and sit by Jimmy. <laughs> um, I've had a rough week, and I see shit like that, I'm just like, you fucking pieces well, of shit. It has been breaking all kinds of records. Yeah. Not just for horror movies, but for releases in September yeah, yeah. And, and you name it. It's just, it's it's killing everyone. I'm sure it took this weekend's box office. It did, it? yes. Yeah, of course it did. Uh, but uh, they're talking already about the uh, uh, Blu-ray and digital HD release. Uh, it will have an extra 15 minutes of scenes. Oh. I think it's long uh, enough. I hope those scenes <laughs> are narrative, please. Yeah. Uh, 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 Barbara Machete, who is one of the uh, directors, said the director's cut will... No, she's a producer. A producer, I mean, excuse yeah. me. F- extra 15 minutes. Uh, the Machete's also teased two of the scenes they're likely to put back for the extended version. Says there's a great, ske- a great scene, it's a bit of a payoff, at the Stanley Urus plot, which is the bar mitzvah, where he delivers a speech against all expectations. It's basically blaming all of the adults in Derry uh, for the problems, the accidents, and it's a great, it has a great mm-hmm. resolution. Ah, uh, that's one. The second one takes place at the quarry during the scene where everyone works up the courage to jump in in their underwear. Mm. After the spinning contest, it ex- escalates into something that is completely weird and irrelevant to the scene, but was so funny, we thought we'd put it back in. So it was cut from, from the theatrical. So you're getting extra It. Yay. It is one of those movies where people are walking up to me and say, hey, have you seen It yet? It's mm. like one of those. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Everybody, everybody's talking about it. I'm glad that you are here, Shannon. For some DC knowledge, okay, we'll see. <laughs> I'm, I know how you feel about the uh, sci-fi TV series Krypton that's coming. Oh boy, I'm so excited about it! <laughs> Who's the mayor? <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> um, Who's playing the chief so, of police? <laughs> right. So, uh, just in case a live-action drama about Superman's family wasn't enough for you, oh yeah. boy, his family—they're adding not even Jor-El. They're adding another DC character to up the ante. Oh, I can't wait! Adam Strange. Oh, I love that character. According to uh, <laughs> that, change your tune real quick. But he doesn't belong on that fucking show. Sean <laughs> uh, Sipos uh, from the Vampire Diaries is set to uh, join Krypton as. Uh, Adam Strange, a human who was suddenly transported from Earth to Krypton two generations before Superman's birth. In and sh- he's going to be disappointed, too. <laughs> <In the show. laughs> Strange will find companionship with Superman's grandfather, Seg-El, <laughs> which is my favorite brand of drinkable yogurt, Seg-El. It's I always think of like shows like this, and the first thing I'd always, I always picture is a DVD box, and it says the complete series, and it says the bargain bin at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a grander plot unfolds about heroes and villains from the present meddling with Superman's future. Seg-El. Seg-El. It's like a new kind of birth control or something. Hey, we're going un- to make a Superman show. <laughs> oh, cool. I can't wait to... W- 
Watch him fly. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no nobody's going to have any superpowers. Just run Patton Oswalt's entire thing say, about yeah, the, the prequels. Pat- it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you like that, Angelina Jolie? Here's a picture of John Voight's balls. <laughs> right? This this after we just this after we just got done lecturing people to calm the fuck down. It's just a Well, it's just a stupid idea. Yeah. I I'll, I'll, I'll still watch, I'll watch it. it. Yeah, but, we'll give well, it a try. 100%. Uh, this is okay, I'm going to surprise you guys. There's a book, you know. Are there pictures? I like it? books, Carrie. I like books. Book We've been over this. That I'm looking forward to. What? I know, right? What is someone going to read it? On a tape to you? Well, there is a tape, <laughs> but I'm going to read it. Okay, it's a pop-up book. <laughs> it's a and it's a star, <laughs> it's a it's a Star Wars book. Oh, uh, it's called. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. Not um, Episode Four. <laughs> uh, Forty stories, Star Wars from a certain point of view. Sounds like something you read on the uh, shitter. I've, I did hear about this. It's an anthology. Mm-hmm. Features several characters and events in the Star Wars universe, and you get their take on it. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, but here's here's the one that that caught my eye. It's it's out October third. Star Wars from a certain point of view, featuring forty different in canon short stories mm-hmm. approved by Disney yep. to celebrate the fortieth year anniversary. Uh, many of the book's authors just revealed the titles and subjects of the story, but now they've released some other information. For example, Cavan Scott has written one called Time of Death. And here's the paragraph that he released. My name is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I am dead. I know how that sounds, crazy old Ben with his crazy old stories, but this isn't crazy. This is happening. At least I think it is. Wow. So all in. So it's like I'm all in. It's Obi-Wan tone telling from the from the moment he got He's telling, yeah. a, he's telling a story about being a blue see-through guy. Yeah, no, that, that guy in the black suit thinks I'm dead. I'm hiding under these robes. I'm trying not to breathe. I shrunk. <laughs> Be quiet a second. He's stepping on the robes. <laughs> I think oh. he can see me. Oh. That would be a great scene. Huh? Like Vader would have been like, "What the fuck?" And just like started kicking the. Um, you'll have uh, so there's 40 different stories about 40 different characters. There's, Multiple writers. Yeah, a, a yeah. whole bunch of different writers. Yeah. There's one about uh, were the bartender. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope there's one from a porg. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Quack, quack, quack. Uh, there's a quack, uh, quack. a story that is a bridge between Rogue One and A New Hope, and I think that's Captain Antilles. Mm-hmm. There's a Boba Fett story. Uh, oh. Help me! I'm in the past! <laughs> <laughs> well, this sucks. There's I'm a blind, st- I kicked the shit out of there's, me! There's, I'm so a, bored. Worst just ever. There's a story about the happenings at the New Hope medal ceremony. Uh, the story of the stormtrooper who captured Princess Leia. A tale of when Lando owned the Millennium Falcon. I now read, that's, I read a whole book of that one time. Now that's interesting, but the audio book—they've got guess who's playing Boba Fett? Polly Shore, <laughs> Daniel Logan. One of you mentioned Mad Men earlier. Uh-oh. Is it John Hamm? John Hamm. Oh no! John <laughs> Hamm is playing up. Boba Fett. What in the audio book? Yeah, I might have to get this. I'm tired of having this giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, the name of the, the the name of the Boba Fett story is Added Muscle. Oh, so, uh, but uh, it's written tripod. It's written by uh, Paul Dini. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so Neil Patrick Harris is doing a voice. Jonathan Davis, Ashley Eckstein, uh, and so there you go. Uh, cool. You're also we're also getting a story, an R five D four story. <laughs> what? R5 R5 D4. D4. They might as well do a story about the one I always call Fuckface. He was in. 
the, with the bad face in the bar, but he was also in uh, the one Rogue he wanted one. on two planets. He was yeah. also in Rogue oh, One. Oh, Doctor, what's his name? Avazian. Uh, they did whatever. You know, yeah. there is a collection of. They're not canon anymore, but I enjoyed the shit out of these. There was a collection of. There was Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina. Yeah. was a book, and then there was the uh, the Bounty Hunter Tales. Hmm. And I enjoyed the shit out of both of those books, you know, because you got an IG-88 story, you got a, a Zuckus and Forlom mm-hmm, story, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and in the Cantina one, there was uh, a militant Jawa <laughs> who had a hand grenade. Best and- band name ever, Militant Jawa. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I have to say, just bought me the Black Series IG-88, which is really hard to find. Oh, you're, you're a good yeah. pal, Jimmy. Yeah. You're a good <laughs> pal. That is a good-looking figure. You're oh, yeah. welcome. Oh, yeah. Jimmy bought me a... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle that's dressed up like Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm. What? It was right. It was. I was at Toys R Us. Right. It was that one, and right next to it was no shit a Donatello figure dressed like Ultimate Warrior. Oh, and they've got the wrestling ones. Yeah. Because yeah. I've got I've got the Star Trek Ninja Turtles yeah. over there, yeah. and I got the Universal Monsters ones over there. And so I took a picture of it just because it's the, the ultimate fight that Shannon and I have had oh, for the longest that's time. That's so funny. And I took a picture. of it and I go, "Who's gonna win the fight?" And Shannon was he said to like, "Fucker, you've asked the people twice. It's Rowdy, Rowdy." <laughs> Stop asking the same question, Jimmy. But then I was like, "God, I kind of want that." And he goes, uh, "You should get those." And he goes, he goes, "I go, how much are they?" And he goes, "Twenty bucks." I go, "Ah, oh, it's like a third of my wage. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford that." Everyone in this room would have bought that for you if they saw it. If, yeah. sure. if I ever see it, I'll get it for you. No, I've got I, it. You got it. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I bought it okay. for him. Jimmy's bought birthday. It for me. Awesome. Uh, then finally, this, and then you have some movies to review, or yeah, um, we can do a couple of movies. Reviews okay. And finally, this. just one actually. Yeah, just um, one. <laughs> uh, Ezra Miller. That's the Flash, right? Playing the Flash, the Flash. Mm-hmm. in the in the movie in the movie mm-hmm. version. Uh, I just, said I, I didn't read this. You're gonna say something he apologized for, right? Yes. Okay. One piece of Flash lore will not make it into the movie. What's that? Barry's suit is not stored in the ring for easy costume changes. Well, it's not on the TV show either. Yeah, it is. He had the ring, in, didn't he? in one of the incarnations, I think in the future one. Yeah. There was definitely a shot where I they shot the ring and he jumped into it and flagged, yeah. like, maybe not been Barry. And here's how he said. Here's how Ezra apologized. He says, well, you know, look, I can confirm, spoiler alert, his suit does not pop out of his ring in the movie. Things have to progress. You know, original Barry, Barry Allen was clearly an incredibly clever scientist. We acknowledge and respect that. And we want to apologize to the fans who are mad about this ring thing. And to them, I would just say... Get a life. I d- <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. I would just say to Me. them... I don't think that the costume in the ring thing is what will ruin the Flash movie. Okay? Well, Just, what will ruin it? Oh, though. shit. He knows something that's going to ruin it. I've already then. gone through two directors and yeah, I don't know how many yeah. scripts. That one's having trouble. Yeah. I always, I, Shannon, I quote you on a regular basis whenever people are whining about this stuff. I always say, you know, my friend Shannon says, you know what? I heard it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been quoting Jimmy Martin to show me what you got. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Bo- become a mantra. Bo- both things are mantra, yeah. I think. It's true. All right. You know, I'll, I'll give it pretty much anything a chance. But I'll make fun of something if it sounds dumb, like that Krypton show. Right. But yeah. you know, I'll still give it a shot. Or if I hear that it's fucking garbage, I'll move on with my life. Yeah. yeah. These people are acting like somebody is lying in their own biography. <laughs> I mean, this is not, this is not real. Stop it. Um, I mean, like in the new Star Trek, I don't know how many people have come up to me and said, uh, "Well, are you worried?" I'm like, no. Yeah. About Star Trek? No. no. Other things? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm worried about. The world, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know, fucking. You know, yeah, if, the, if this is good, that's great. Yeah, but but I, but I just heard North Korea fired a fucking missile. You know, yeah, I was all the way over Japan. I'm Shit. already yeah. a fully formed, functional human being <laughs> with the Star Trek philosophies that I have grabbed and used. I, 
this is not. You know, if this, you Shannon, know, Shannon, you're worried about man baby presidents with terrible yeah. hair. And yeah. Now the question is which one? Yes, right. Yeah. Exactly. It was funny. It's, talk about Star Trek. Yes. I was trying to explain to Jen how the new series is going to work. I go, so mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to show the first two episodes on regular TV. Just one. Oh, just one. It's just one. Just the first episode. The first one. And then you can only watch it on their app. And yeah. she goes, wait. No. <laughs> no, she just could not wrap her head around it. I because think it doesn't make any sense. That's, I think it's going to fail horribly. I, I do not predict uh, good things. They have I not think, set I it up and, to succeed. And, if it succeeds, it'll be and against this is the all thing. odds. They'll blame the show. Mm-hmm. They will. They'll blame the show or the fans. They'll say, oh, it's the, the, the whole female lead thing. They couldn't handle it. Voyager! Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, Voyager ran seven seasons. Don't give me that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder if they do know, see it starting to fail, if they'll have the balls to just bring it back. To the TV and be like, we kind of fucked up. I think up. they'll stick to it, or just be like, you know, go down stubborn with the bastards. Ship. Yeah, you know, no, they're going to troll the their own show though, rather than admit they made a mistake. Yeah, because yeah. because I I think that this show could have been a success. It looks on, great it looks on Channel so Five, good on, on CBS. They they don't think that CBS is, and this is the thing that they still have. They still have this thought that networks have identities, yeah. and mm. in this day and age, if they do, most people don't know it. I mean, right. I'm aware because I'm in this business that the CW has a certain identity. That's where you get your Riverdales. That's where you get your, you yeah, know. tweener shows. Your tweener shows. I love but, Riverdale. But someone tell me, and, and again, I'm in this business. Someone tell me what CBS's identity is. NCIS, CSI. Okay. Exactly. But, <laughs> but exactly. do you go there because that's what I want? No. Good old CBS oh, will have it for me? No, it. no, you don't. I don't. I've got two shows that I fucking love, and I can never tell people what network they're on because yeah. it's inconsequential. True. The shows yeah. have the identity. The shows are the identity, and if yeah. it's a Star Trek show, the fact that it's on CBS means bupkis. Yeah. It, it's well, nothing. That just means that's the button you push once you remember yes. that's where it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's it, it's become so automated nowadays. You, you know, at least on my thing, I've got the Comcast thing, and I just say, yeah. you know, watch Star Trek, and Absolutely. like it'll find that's it. That's what I got. It's, it's like it's and it's not to be insulting or anything. It, it, actually, I was having this conversation the other day where it's like, don't feel insulted. If I don't remember your birthday, if I don't remember your phone number, because yeah. it's all programmed in my phone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if I don't get a reminder, exactly. You know, it's it's kind of so automated. I yeah. tell my remote Rick and Morty, and it takes me there. It I takes don't you care there. Care what channel it's on. Yeah. yeah, I'm barely aware that it's on Adult Swim. Right. You know. Same with me. I can't wait for Young Sheldon. <laughs> that's a CBS show, right? No, that's NBC. That's no, that's CBS. CBS. It's, See, again, it's Big Bang Theory. It don't matter. Right. I, I won't yeah. watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. What uh, what movie is it? Uh, well, I didn't see Mother. And uh, based on the reviews, I don't know if I'm ever going to. <laughs> Sounds like you've dodged a bullet it, on that one. It got an F on Cinema Score. It's it not all, doing. It, Jimmy, it has an exclamation point like Leap did. So oh, yeah. So it's and and it's a it's a lowercase m. It's a lowercase. So m. we determined on the radio show that it's mother, mother. <laughs> Whispered emphatic. <laughs> it's just it's like, so like it's like uh, Kiefer Sutherland was saying it on Twenty Four. Mother. Whisper yelling. <laughs> yeah, for, Whisper yelling mother. for Twenty Four shows. Mother. I uh. What do you call it? I mean, it's weird. I, I'm, I've never been a huge Aronofsky fan. Yeah. So there's a couple ones I like of his. Black Swan was good. Black Swan's good. Yeah. Uh, Requiem for a Dream is kind of good. I didn't, I, I didn't like The Fountain. I, um, would, I would just say from everything that I've read about it, and I read a whole breakdown of the entire movie. Yeah. It was completely filled with spoilers. Mm-hmm. I would just say if you are squeamish yeah. or faint of heart, and I don't necessarily mean blood. Yeah. Subject matters. Yeah. Um, if you're squeamish or faint of heart or easily upset or th- dislike violence, yeah. don't. Yeah, don't take the kids. Don't. <laughs> don't take <laughs> well, based the on kids. What, based on what you told us, <laughs> yeah. people need to have a strong stomach for outrageous yeah. 
It's, and, and again, it's not necessarily blood. It's, right. it's yeah. circumstances. Well, right. I'll, and I'll be honest. I read because I was planning on going to the screening, and then based on you know later in the, in the show here with the interviews, it just kind of took over my week. So I was like, all right, I don't, I don't really have any room to review this thing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but they were like, oh, read the production notes. That, and I read, and I go, this sounds like the most pretentious piece of shit I've ever like. I mean, it was just I was like, you shouldn't have made me read those. Which That's is, a bad idea. Which is why there are certain film critics who are praising it. Yeah, yeah. I just and I can't I, and I can't yeah. say it. I, just based on my reading of the production notes, it just sounded like a piece of shit. Like just well, totally like, oh, seriously, man. Like you're not. I no. read the Facebook statements from like uh, Adam McDonald and Caitlin Booth and stuff that yeah. went saw it. Yeah, and they're just like, oh god damn it! After the movie, they're like. Yeah. I, like Adam's like, I fucking hate this movie. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> and every time somebody puts something on uh, about it, you know, Adam McDonald comments, it's like, fuck, I fucking hate that movie. It made so me funny. mad. It made me mad. That's what I kept hearing is that it made people mad. Yeah. The one I did yeah. see uh, was American Assassin. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is, it's going to come and go real fast. It's, it, it, it almost feels like it should have just been made for television. Or two months earlier. Yeah, or five years yeah. earlier, actually. Yeah, right. um, it's Dylan O'Brien, and uh, he, he, the opening scene is actually kind of a horrific scene. He's at this, uh, he's proposing to his girlfriend on a beach mm-hmm. at this you know, resort. I don't know where, you know, I don't even say what country he's in or anything, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, these terrorists just come on a boat and just start firing away and just murdering people left and right. Mm. And his girlfriend, right after she says, yes, she'll marry him, she goes, Bailey shot right in the head. Well, she should have known better. Yeah. So fast forward a few years. Didn't she know she was in an action movie? <laughs> yeah. You never you never say yes to getting married. This is in the first five minutes. If you're this the, seems consequential. If you're the fiance of the star, I, I did kind of laugh. End well for her. I did kind of laugh in the scene though because he he jumps in the pool, and the the terrorists are out on the beach, but then bullets are flying into the pool from above, and I'm like nobody sure. nobody's there. Sure. Like I don't, I don't know who's <laughs> shooting him. Yeah. So anyway, so fast forward a few years, and he wants to take out terrorists. He he kind of goes rogue and. The uh, you know government officials catch wind of him and they want to train him to make, basically make him a you know a trained puppy, uh, and who he's gonna be trained by is a is a grisly Michael Keaton. Um, Action scenes are all right. Michael Keaton's good as usual, but uh, this is not anything you need to rush out to to, to go see. I again, I probably gave it two stars and yeah. you know just move on with my life. It's just like yeah, if you see it on cable, it's yeah, watchable. yeah. If you walk, if you see it on a plane, you know you could walk out if you wanted to. <laughs> I'm not walking out on the plane. Yeah, well, that's the whole point. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a slower week for movies, but uh, but the interview's coming up. We'll talk about this soon. Uh, Ninjago does open this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, this is Monday, so in a few it days it opens yeah. on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So. You can't review it, though, right? Not I yet. don't think so. I think the, the embargo is pretty okay, solid. But we can talk to the stars. Talk to the stars. Easy. All right. Uh, so stay till the end of this episode, and we'll talk oh. to uh, Jackie Chan and all those people. I have one thing I'd like to add. Um, yes. I, my birthday's coming up, mm-hmm. uh, September 30th. Mm-hmm. And I'm not buying any more Ninja Turtles, but No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got the last IG-88. Too bad. <laughs> well, what I'm going to do, and... Uh, is I'm going to set up a wish list on Amazon for books for kids. Oh, brilliant. And um, so that'll I, I'm going to start putting that up this week. I would just like to get some new good books that my kids will like. I will do that so, in just, five seconds. Just, just like put the uh, list. Uh, fiction or? Uh, just I'm going to go through them and find a good bunch of good. I'll give them the screenplay like, to mother. Youth right. literature. So <laughs> <Okay>. no, <laughs> what, at what age are we talking? Well, uh. You know, between seven to ten would be my seven range. to ten years old. Yeah, okay. but I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to go through. I'm going to make a wish list. And I think you just what search for me or whatever. Or I don't know. I don't know how that works. You just you just make your wish list public. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. So on your yeah. on your social media. Yeah. Oh, right. you, 
Amazon will do it for you. You just right. make it public, oh. and anyone that goes on can find it. They there, just yeah. search Shannon yeah. Barnes, and, yep. and they'll find it. Yeah, exactly. so I don't. Okay. I think that'd be a cool thing to do for the kids. It's a great thing, because um, my book selection's kind of shitty right now. Oh, I'm B. all in. Put I've, it, been, I've, been, I've been doing it for uh, like eight years. So let's put yeah. that. Kids Star have Wars stolen book all the good books. Carrie. Yeah, put the <laughs> get that Star Wars book for me. Okay, I'll put the. Hey, why is it? Why don't you just get a fake library card and just grab them all and just you know they'll be free. Well, that's wrong because that's wrong, Jimmy. Because <laughs> that would be wrong. Fine. Uh, we'll um, we'll stay till the end. Uh, coming up in a moment, the uh, episode uh, "Dead Man's Rum" continues, and then at the end of that, we're, you know, we answer your questions. Coming up, those are always fun discussions. Yeah. And uh, then after that, uh, we inter- uh, well, Jimmy interviews, and we get to participate. Yeah. In in our own way. <laughs> these really these really are some of my interviews. favorite interviews. I've it's ever some done. of the best stuff you've done, man. All right. <laughs> so uh, pleased to enjoy. Stand by. Cabin Fever has been providing customers with hand-picked greeting cards, gift wrap, books, and gifts ever since they opened their doors in 1982. Currently located in the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East, Cabin Fever loves all their customers, some of them meeky, some geeky, and fuller too freaky. With Comic-Con coming up this month, think about grabbing a new lanyard at Cabin Fever. New merchandise coming in daily in preparation for the holidays, you never know what you're going to find. You can talk about the Cthulhu pendants, the games, the walls and walls of greeting cards, but do yourself a favor, etch out about an hour and a half to two hours of your day and go in and see what Cabin Fever carries. Ask for David, tell him Geek Show says hey, he loves to chat about B-movies and exploitation films of the 60s and 70s. If you have a sweet tooth, that's great. They have a nostalgic collection of candy awaiting you, candy and bubblegum cigarettes as well as boxes of decade candy from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s. You may not know this, but Cabin Fever picks every item for the store by hand, from the books to the greeting cards to the action figures, all of it, even the wrapping paper and bows. Stop by, say hi, tell them Geek Show says hey. They love the Geek Show customers. Since 1982, it's Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. You've probably heard the saying that when it comes to getting a job, who you know matters just as much as what you know. It's especially true in the competitive creative industries. And that's why at Bow, Broadview Entertainment Arts University, you can connect with working creative professionals who know how to successfully craft a career and want to help you do the same. Start making these connections by visiting the Salt Lake campus. Schedule your tour today. Visit dot broadviewuniversity.edu Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons? I gotta slice the almonds? All that packaging and ice packs, that can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook or are too busy or have decided to make changes in their diet and don't know where to start. This is from scratch cooking in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon. He's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients locally. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. Hi, I'm JD. I'm Peterson. This is Spencer. And we're the 3-Bit Gamer Show, where we fight about video games. No, we don't. Yeah, we really do. 
Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at 3-Bit Gamer Show. Pants are optional. Utah presents one-man Star Wars trilogy Canadian actor and uber geek Charles Ross retells the classic Star Wars in 60 minutes. No costumes, no props, no sets. All the characters, the music, the ships, and the battles. One night only. September 29th at Kingsbury Hall. Get tickets at utahpresents.org. Salt Lake Comic Con 2017 is coming September 21st through the 23rd at Salt Palace Convention Center. Meet celebrity guests like Hollywood legend Dick Van Dyke, Elijah Wood, a.k.a. Frodo from Lord of the Rings, Val Kilmer from Top Gun and Batman, John Burenthal from The Punisher, 16 Candles John and Joan Cusack, Back to the Future's Christopher Lloyd, plus Michael Rooker, Rob Schneider, and more. Geek out with stars from your favorite fandoms like Guardians of the Galaxy, Walking Dead, Star Wars, Doctor Who, and Back to the Future. Get your discounted passes today at SaltLakeComicCon.com. All right, we're back from Broken News. Woo! And yeah. uh, now it's uh, questions. We, yeah. uh, people ask us questions. We need, a, we need a questions jingle. Questions? We know you have questions. <laughs> and then we answer them. Yeah. There we go. That's good enough. Somebody out there jingleize it. Jingle that. Uh, but make it heavy metal. I yeah. don't think that's you a guys word. Jingleize? Jingleize? You have another shot of that questions. dead man's rum and tell me that's not a word. I don't need any more rum. I already seen ghosts. Should I? Should I? Should I? I could. I could actually sing death metal. All these jingles are making my job hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first questions from our friend Stuart Lloyd. Hi, uh, Stuart. Stuart's a great guy. He is. Uh, now he's saying that none of us are Whovians. Uh, I sorry, I'm a Whovian. Yeah, I have watched uh, every episode. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a, casu- I'm a casual. Hoovian. Yeah. But if you've been watching, I'd like to know your thoughts on Capaldi's last season and the casting of Jodie Whittaker as the 13th Doctor. Take care, all. I did not see his last season. It's mm. up there on my DVR, but I did like Capaldi as the Doctor. I thought he was great. Cap- and uh, I, I don't know enough about her to say yet. I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm, show me what you got. Yeah, she's got a show. She's on a show with David Tennant called Broadchurch, and she's fantastic. Oh, that's her. She's, oh, she she's is good. fantastic. She's got brown hair in that one. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. is good. I, I think... I'm going to go out on a limb here. I kind of <laughs> like my doctor a little older and crustier. <laughs> so, so you like Capaldi. Yeah. yeah, I liked Capaldi a lot. Yeah. Me too. And I, he was eccentric and weird and kind of menacing. Yeah, and I liked him. See, I'm not a Whovian, but Kat loves Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And she loved Capaldi. Yeah. Like, and she goes, a lot of people so, dipped out. So, he, Jen... Yeah. Well, there's there's a scene where he's where he's playing some old 70s rock anthem in the middle of a of a <laughs> medieval castle and all the men at arms and retainers are just standing on him. He's just wailing away on an electric guitar uh, and it's he he reminded me of old who. And mm-hmm. it was also cool to watch cuz he was such a huge Doctor Who fan when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I mean the Doctor Who fan magazine found letters that Capaldi <laughs> that wrote, he wrote when he was a teenager oh, that's funny. Uh, during the Tom Baker years. That so. is funny. And I've got no dog in the fight of you know casting a, as a female doctor, but good for you. Yeah, I, I, I will <laughs> why, say why this. Not? I don't know why he'd get mad at it. Fifty-one yeah. percent of the population is women. Give them some fucking heroes. Yes. You know, I you know it's, uh, to me the only thing is. Uh, like I say, show me what you got. Yeah. And if she's good, then who the fuck cares? Walking into Target during Force Friday and the door, it's Ray with a lightsaber looking fierce. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, we've we've made some progress. Oh, it yeah. feels Espe- like we haven't. Especially from the last Force Friday as yeah. far as uh, yeah. representation. Last Force Friday was all Kylo Ren and Stormtroopers. Yeah. And this one, it's it's like, there's Ray. There's Ray. There's our fucking Jedi. There's our hero. You know, and, mm-hmm. and seeing that. Um, that that people have heroes now, and it doesn't, you know, you don't you don't need um, certain parts to be born with to to have a hero on the big screen. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm excited to see where we're going. It's it's cool. All right. Um, Adam McDonald wants oh, to know, hi, Adam, would you rather go to Paradise City or Margaritaville? Uh, 
Fucking Paradise City, man. Yeah, the I, grass. Think to, I think I go to Margaritaville. Margaritaville. I I spent a jeep ride to L.A. with somebody who was obsessed with Margaritaville, yeah. and never again. I went there. They and do it, have great chicken salad sandwiches. <laughs> I went to it in Key West, and it was fine. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you, you listen to the lyrics, Margaritaville. Yeah, and well, and he's just by himself in his house. That, is, he, must, that must be on the beach or something. He lost his salt shaker. He did lose his salt shaker. Well, why would you want to live hard. in Margaritaville without salt? But if e- either one was playing on a constant loop, I'm taking Margaritaville. Can I hear, take me Are you home. serious? Yep. You'd want to listen to that. I, would, I don't want to hear either of them on if, a loop. If either one of those songs <laughs> was on a loop, so fucking, ugh. I would finish that bottle just yeah. to deal with the <laughs> yeah. pain. I would, I would rather be drinking tequila. I think I, I, think I could ignore Margaritaville more. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, Neil Hamilton, one of our uh, action lawyers yes. in Salt Lake City. Uh, Neil, Neil wants to know uh, if the Geek Show store will ever carry pogs. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. James? It's Shannon in pog form. James, do we want... He's not excited about that. No. Okay, uh, Neil also has a follow-up question. What is our favorite September tradition? Listening to Led Zeppelin. I don't have one. Um, is, that, is that a Led Zeppelin thing? Yeah, yeah. it's September, yeah. man. No, what I, what I do, my favorite tradition. You you really want to know? Yeah. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll have a a cocktail at the end of the evening. Uh-huh. Usually just you know vodka or something, you know. And uh, I always leave a little bit at the bottom, and I leave the glass out for the ghost of John Bonham to come and. Oh, that's <laughs> that's really. <laughs> I uh, to I come watch, and drink too much to and die again. Take it take it away. I watched the episode of Venture Brothers where Brock has to re-up his Secret Service application, and he just carves Icarus from Led Zeppelin into the desk. <laughs> um, it's 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 yep. amazing. I take out my uh, my Margaritaville CD and I pop in the Godzilla soundtrack with Jimmy Page and Robert Plant on it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, uh, John wants to know if you were a lycanthrope, what would your animal form be? So well, every full moon, you're turning into this animal. Isn't, isn't lycanthropy that's werewolf? Well, I thought, yeah. No, lycanthropy means you change into an animal. A werewolf, oh, a werewolf okay. is a lycanthrope. Lycan- I thought, but so is a werebear, werebadger, and werebeaver. Oh, see, I thought the word lycan was wolf. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. So, I mean, the, your 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 uh, your Latin etymology is not wrong. Okay. It it is lycan from the wolf, that's but lycanthropy right. is not. I wasn't sure. Not singularly. Uh, so what, lup- lupine. So what animal are we turning into? Yeah. On the full moon. On the full moon. You got three days. Huh. Probably a possum. <laughs> Where possum? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you That's be weird. A dog Just turn yourself on. Jokes. I mean, I'd be a bear. You'd be a bear. A bear. Where bear? Hmm. I think I've, I've been turning to an otter. <laughs> you already <laughs> are one. You are an otter. I know. Yeah. It's perfect. I'll take, I'll take my true form. <laughs> That's why I chose bear. <laughs> I think I'd. Want oh it. wait, is Sasquatch an option? Well, no, where's the bear? Oh, fine. I'll sure. Stick with bear. I'd either turn into a uh, baby sloth <laughs> or specific. a baby bat. Because chicks would just want to go, go look at you. Look at you. A bat. No way, dude. They would fully. They know baby bats. Have you look. ever seen fucking baby bats? You ever seen a baby bat fly at anyone? They still run. Well, then you could have fun when they get done tickling. <laughs> no, I'd just sit around and I'd, like, I'd eat fucking blueberries and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look find, at me, and then I'd fly around Find for a, a good bit. spot yeah. to See, be I, cute. I can't decide whether I'd be a raven, because uh, I'd want to fly. Yeah. Uh, or I didn't even think about birds. If, if yeah. I could be, yeah, if I could animals. be, uh, if I could be Caesar from Planet of the Apes, that would Ooh. be cool. You, you could turn into a super intelligent chimpanzee. Yeah. Yeah. 
Who speaks? Did you finally go see it? I did. I finally went. Well, because I because I'm doing the Planet of the Apes panel, I figured I had to. Yeah. How good it was like the last the last day it's in theaters, right? It's a Thursday at one. You know who goes to the movies Thursday at one? Creeps. Lonely people. (laughs) Uh, And they're all there's no couples there. There's no people hanging out. (laughs) It's just and they go and they go from theater to theater. They pay for one movie and because there's like no personnel around, no security. You go from theater to theater and watch. But anyway. Um, it was it was so fucking good that uh, just give Andy Serkis a goddamn yeah. Oscar already. For Woody Harrelson sake. was great, in and it Woody too. Harrelson was good. That whole that whole three movies, those uh, three movies are perfect, are just amazing, and they don't take anything away from the original Planet mm-hmm. of the Apes. As a matter of fact, they add to it. As far I think as they're I'm concerned. I mean, they're good, but they're no Dunstan checks in. <laughs> <laughs> Another great. Well, what is great ape movie? Another great t- ape taking over the and, world movie. And so I'm I'm, uh, uh, I'm telling somebody I'm going to see that, and and this is someone who's you know they're kind of pedestrian to these kind of movies. They just you know they they like everything. Uh-huh. And uh, so, I don't know. There was an awful lot of talking in that movie. That's actually what there's not a lot of. And I went, here's the thing. They're not just monkeys. Their characters are being developed. Right. You mm-hmm. know? It's not just monkeys on horses with machine guns, which right. would be awesome. But <laughs> there's a story being told. This one's, it's, you uh, know? This one, so the last one I always say. Sorry, I'm yelling so much. The last one I, I, no longer the I always talker. say is like uh, Shakespeare with monkeys. Mm-hmm. This one is like a like a... Gritty Western with monkeys. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, that, yeah. that second one just, oh, God, right in my heart. Yeah. When Koba points at his scars and says, human work, human yeah. work, you know. Yeah. Uh, it uh. Just, oh, it just gets so me. Uh, I'm going to buy that. When it comes out as a set, As boom. a set, bam, yes. Boom. Anyway, sorry. I just can't wait for the fourth. <laughs> what was the fourth in the original? Uh, oh, the fourth was... Uh, beneath? Under the... Pl- was that... Re- no, that was... Yeah. Beneath was, was the second. Beneath was second. Third was um, was the time travel one, right? Return to the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And then there's Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Beneath was second. And there's Battle for the Planet of there's, the Apes. There's Battle, oh, there's the Conquest. Battle. Yeah. The fourth one was... Return to the Planet was of the Apes. Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Okay. It was the story of Caesar. Right. The fourth one. And then the fifth one is just terrible. But anyway. The fifth one is, yeah. I still watch it. Yeah. I can't... Anyway, that kind of leads us to our next question from yes. Cody. What movie can you keep watching over and over and over and never get bored with it? Wow. I mine's easy. Moulin Rouge. I, I watch Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I watch that movie four or five times a year. That's Cat's favorite movie. I fucking love that movie. I the Baz Luhrmann it's like the master class of of strange cinematography. I mean, I will watch any Guillermo del Toro movie if it's on, but mm-hmm. something about Moulin Rouge, I watch that and I go, Okay, here you have set design, you have cinematography, you have costuming, you have speed ramping, you have you have uh, 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 an artist at the top of absolute top of his form. Well, and yeah. Now, see, my answer. John my answer clicks all of those boxes, and it's going to sound cliched, but I can watch Citizen Kane. Kane's Anytime. amazing, especially if you look at it like an yes. anthropologist and say ninety percent of the shit they did in this movie it was the never first time it had before. ever been done. Exactly. There's that tracking shot going down the stairs. Exactly. No one had ever thought. Of doing that kind of like a, a, a constant motion tracking shot from the top floor mm-hmm. to the bottom floor mm-hmm. of the building. Uh, okay, so that's the cliche answer. I could watch Jaws over and over. I could, I could watch Original Planet of the Apes over and over again. There's a lot of movies I do watch yeah. over and over. You I know? call him Bright Eyes. Uh, you know, the, the Star Trek movies, I could watch them over and over. And I mean, I can always go to the Back to the Future 2 routes. You yeah, know? I'm I mean, trying to get like stupid like comedies that I like, watch, like Back to School. 
I think it's a great fucking movie with Rodney Dangerfield. I'll watch the Blues Brothers over and over. Yeah, I'll watch, that's I'll watch a great one. Animal House. I'll watch even Caddyshack. Over Ghostbusters. And, Ghostbusters. I'll watch over and over. Oh again. sure, Ghostbusters yeah. for sure. For me, it's the Raiders movies. You I, know. For me, Pulp Fiction. I can just mm-hmm. watch it. Yeah. Any Tarantino. Well, any Tarantino. Not any. Like, yeah, with me, any. Really? Even yeah. like the Hateful Eight. Even the Hateful Eight. Huh. I can watch true, that. True Romance is the Tarantino mm. movie that, that is, no one realizes is Tarantino because yeah. he didn't direct it, mm-hmm. but he did write it, and it's, it. it's a phenomenal oh, movie. It's, I love it. Remember that set you guys got me for yeah. my birthday that's a few right. years ago? That's in there. Uh-huh. God, maybe I'll go home and watch that again tonight. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, and that's the one thing that Sue and I have in common is Tarantino. And we, True Romance, we'll, uh, we'll if you if you have a newer version of it, there's actually a great commentary from Tarantino talking about Tony Scott changing the ending. Really? Yeah. Because the Tarantino ending, um, the the main character goes down in a, a hail of gunfire. He's and and she carries him out, Clarence. but he dies. Yeah, Clarence, Clarence dies in the car, and then she's she's out raising the kid on her own out on the beach in Mexico. And uh, Tony Scott said, "It's a fairy tale." Quentin, mm. it's a fairy tale. You need to realize that this is a fairy tale because this character, Clarence, would never have the story that you just told. So it's a modern-day fairy tale, and what happens in fairy tales? They live her- happily, ever, happily after. ever after. And Tarantino was pissed, mm. but Tony Scott had more power at the time, and that's the ending he shot. And then Tarantino watched it in the theater, and he realized, oh, wow, he, he was right. the better ending. You the know things what? to look in that movie, though, one is Gary Oldman. It's fantastic. That, but but the scene in that whole fucking movie does not include Christian Slater. It's uh, Dennis uh, Hopper and it's Dennis uh, Hopper and, and, and Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Yep. So you. Oh, that are, scene is so hard to watch. Tells him, so basically, yep. you're an eggplant. You're an eggplant. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's the, a great. The, the, scene. the Sicilian great scene, scene is fantastic. Uh, that's the movie that introduced me to uh, uh, Sammo Hung and yeah. Sonny Chiba. Oh yeah, um, the Street yeah, Fighter right. movies. That's and right. And I'll tell you a new one, a recently released one that I could watch over and over and over and over again, is uh, I Rogue One. Oh yeah, mm. Rogue oh, One. Yeah. It blows my. It, it just blows it, me away it every single time. It may be my favorite Star Wars movie. Fury. It's, it's certainly up there. Maybe. Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, oh that's another yeah. one. That, I, I consider that a modern classic. I that's think that movie one. will resonate with me more when I'm seventy than any other I, movie I, out I, there. I can watch that over if I can over. find well, anything to watch it on. Because I guarantee you, when I'm seventy, there won't be any. Shakes the clown. Uh, Shakes the clown. <laughs> Tony, any? Mm, hot Rod. <laughs> That's why never... right, you've said that before. <laughs> I still have never seen Hot Rod. I just think it's so stupid it's and funny. So stupid. It's it got it's got Andy Samberg at his best. It's got Ian McShane at his Wait, comedy it's like best. Disappointed dad. Oh, it's so funny. The the great uh, small part in that, and it hits close to home for me, is uh, the guy I can't remember the actor's name, Doctor Spashemin from. Uh, Dr. Spaceman. Yeah, Dr. Spaceman. Uh, what's it's he Jerry on... It's Jerry on... Uh, Jerry on... Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah, fucking yeah. Name? He's on SNL for a while. Yeah. I, I Chris love, Parnell. Chris I Parnell. Love Chris Parnell. Parnell. Loved his as departure. the AM radio DJ. As the, as the AM radio DJ who is convinced that this stunt that... that it's going to bring... Is going to bring AM radio... His, he does a whole speech it's about It's so funny. It. His departure from 30 Rock was the best out scene ever. Uh, Congratulations. You're the new attorney... Well, or you're the new... Uh, as, <laughs> as you can see here, I have a tattoo. It's of a young rebellious lad who is urinating on a on his chest on an FM he, radio yeah. <laughs> so funny as the, well as a television and a television this splashing the urine is splashing onto the television <laughs> no no the, no it's even better than that what he actually says yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> you right. gotta watch and it another it one so funny I can watch <laughs> multiple times is a, a movie called Defending Your Life oh, oh yes I fucking lo- <laughs> and I was talking to Jen about that last night because I think whoever made The Good Place was inspired by that probably movie. oh yeah, yeah. You know? but I was going to say something about Chris Parnell so he is Jerry, and by the way, fuck Jerry yeah. on Rick and Morty, <laughs> right? 
So Big fan know, of the see, whirly that, durly. Are you Jerry? Jerry? <laughs> see, now that's something I could watch over and over again without getting tired what, of Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. I, I've watched. I could watch them probably every over and episode, over again. probably like four or five times. It's easy. So, yeah. I'm, so I'm the same fun. way with Space Ghost yeah. and Aqua Teen. Like, yeah. I guess. So I, I saw an interview with the creators. Rick and Morty is they they basically get like a framework. Right, mm-hmm. and they—it's mostly improv. It's a lot of ad lib, yeah. a lot yeah. of and, improv. Yeah, I can, and they I can say, see that. Yeah. And they say, Chris Parnell nails it the first time. Shit, every time. <laughs> no, you know? he's a funny motherfucker. He, he really, really is. is. He's Our, great as that boss, well, and, he's, and he's on Archer too. Oh, he is. He's yeah. Cyril. Yeah. yeah, I know it's. I know it's not movies, but uh, other things I can watch over because we mentioned make it freaking morning on TV shows. Seinfeld. Oh yeah, I can oh watch yeah. Any fucking For episode. Sure. Never, never found me too. Never hey, John, and Kirby enthusiasm. John. Oh shit. Yeah. I I watch Arrested Development probably twice a year from, yeah. from beginning to end. Yeah. This because there there's shit I still haven't caught that they just slip oh, in there. They, well, you, yeah. And also you find a lot of directors who are directing really big movies getting their start on that. Yep. So it's kind of fun like to play anthropologist and yep. say okay let's let's see what the DNA of this movie is. Yeah. And, right. Well, and we talked about last episode. I I can see myself watching. Uh, the Good Place, like several more times mm-hmm. all the way through. All right, John Shannon wants to know who's the greatest living filmmaker. Oh. Greatest living filmmaker? I'm going to say Guillermo del Toro, but he's I'm biased. Yeah, he's he's up there. Tarantino's Especially considering I just I found out his new movie's a musical. Yeah, oh, who directed uh, Hot Rod? Ah <laughs> 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 oh, man, I don't, well, God, it's such a hard question. To I'm, ask. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna throw Tarantino out there again. Tarantino's it's great, fantastic. Um, he he does a great job every time, as far as I'm concerned. I butcher his um, name all the time, but like in, in newer guys, Dennis, the guy's uh, Vimeo, is that his villain? You directed Arrival, and he's doing Blade yes. Runner, mm. so I, he's got I'd, a great eye. God, that's, I'd that's throw uh, I'd throw Christopher Nolan into that bunch. Sure, yeah. I love it. Well, dude, Dunkirk is a fucking masterpiece. That's what I mean. Like I've loved every single one of his movies that I've seen. Yeah, mm, I'd say I was a huge Spielberg. Come on, Spielberg's got to be out there. Spielberg he's still there. Yeah, I mean, he's got some stinkers. Well, I mean, God, who doesn't? You know, he's made nine hundred. Christopher movies. Nolan yeah. doesn't. But no, I mean, Spielberg is the guy who created. <laughs> I disagree. My, uh, <laughs> uh, Spielberg created my childhood. I mean, like, yeah. God, Richard Donner's up there. Uh, there's, there's Ridley so, Scott. There's so many. Yeah. Guillermo's up there. He's, yeah, sure. he's amazing. All right. Just can't get a hit. Guy needs I, a hit. I predict that this uh, Shape of Water will be. Well, I, I thought it would be until I found out that it, it is literally an homage to the classic Hollywood love story that breaks out into song and dance numbers. Well, we'll see. Which oh. means I'm going to fucking love it, it's, and everybody else is going to be scratching their heads on. The, the, uh, the reviews I've seen. When does it open? In November, um, I think, because the reviews I've seen of it, because they've been having it at, at film festivals, yeah, they're fucking oh. loving it. Oh, oh. It's huge. you know, you know who we forgot is the Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers, Coen Brothers. Brothers. they're and my, they're my one. favorites. Edgar fucking Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah. Edgar Wright. Oh, Baby Driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, okay. Think of has he made a bad movie? No, Edgar. No, I, I'll be honest. I, I was never a huge fan of Hot Fuzz. And I'm, I love Hot see, Fuzz. And I'm, and Hot, I'm in the minority. Hot Fuzz. That one. Hot Fuzz is, I'm still stuck with. Uh, a throwaway line from Hot Fuzz to this day. Yeah. My wife asked me a question, and I either say "yarp," "yarp," "yarp." yarp. No, you know who that is? The Hound. That's, that's the, the fucking yeah. Hound. Yarp. Yeah. But I mean, but Shaun of the Dead. I mean, the world's end. Scott I Pilgrim mean, gets some Scott, shit from people. I, love I, Scott I, love Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. I still think because Scott Pilgrim's I, phenomenal. I loved that comic book series, and I like this is un. Filmable. It's actually yeah. better than the comics. Yeah. Okay, so Emery says Shannon Barnson recommended Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats a while back. Yep. Now mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan. What are you guys listening to now that you would also recommend? Nobody likes my music. 
Well, I was, other, I was than, other, than, <laughs> other than Striper. He's, afra- he's afraid. Yep. All I'm my shit's s- old. I don't listen to new stuff. I unless unless you, if I hear from you. Which kills me. I, like, I, yeah. I don't understand music, it. Music's just not my world. I'm, I am like, a, I'm surrounded by movies. I'm a music fiend. Um, I've really gotten in, and they've been around for a while, uh, the Gaslight Anthem. Oh, yeah. Um, and I always kind of like, meh, poo-pooed them, you know, because, uh, you know, they're like a newer kind of punkish band. Mm-hmm. And, but Jeffy loved them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for some reason, I was just like, you know, I'm going to check them out. And they are really good. They kind of, I, I I call them punk rock. Uh, it's like punk rock Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Love them. Charles Bradley, who was supposed to play at uh, the Twilight concert series. Mm-hmm. He Unfortunately, he's, he's an older guy. He's sick. He's got a great story. He was like a, he's an older African-American man. On, a, on and off again, homeless. But he, make, he would make a living being a James Brown impersonator. Oh, funny. Really? And a record executive like kind of discovered him. And he's been recording albums ever since. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> he does a great cover, like this bluesy soul version of Ozzy Osbourne's Changes. Mm. It's one of the greatest covers of all time. Interesting. St. Paul and Broken Bones. Check those motherfuckers out. See, I always laugh because, like, when I start talking to people about films, like, you know, especially at the the news or, the, you know, like, they, you know I'll, I'll start talking to them and they're like, I have no idea what you're mm-hmm. talking about, kind of thing. And then that's how I feel about with music. Like, when, yeah. when you guys have a, uh, what's the show, the Big Day Out or is that what you guys call it? A uh, big ass show. Big ass show. Yeah. And, uh, and the, I'll see the entire list of, uh, of the band and go, I don't know any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> there's a lot. Yarp. There's a lot of really good new music out there. I agree. Really that is. people are just not giving a chance. Yeah. Well, but and the nice part about it is, yeah. is you don't you don't go through the standard system like you used to, where you had to like Eliza Rickman, uh, who does really weird ephemeral music with Fisher Price pianos, mm-hmm. and she's able to crowdfund her music, and she spent five years touring with Welcome to Nightville, and she's got a career because mm-hmm. of the internet. She's mm-hmm. able to she's able to get her music out there in a way that you know we we never saw twenty yeah. years ago. Oh, oh, and I was gonna say too, God bless her dearly departed soul. Oh if, yeah. If you have never ever listened to Sharon Jones. And the, the Dap, Dap Kings, Kings yeah. fucking fix that. The, I, I got to see her. You know, I, I got to see her last performance before she. That's right. Uh, when she that opened up the Daryl when, she, Hall, out, when yeah. she opened up for the Masters for all the notes. notes. Um, and gosh, she was <laughs> fantastic. I'm uh, the only new album that I bought uh, recently was uh, a few months ago, and that was. And I don't recommend it because it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, the new uh, Roger Waters album. Uh, is this the life we really I want? I just couldn't get into it. No, but like you said, you can't recommend it for everybody. I can't recommend it for everybody, but yep. it's uh, it's just I just think it's brilliant because I think he's brilliant. So, you know what I would say? I made a Pandora Nat, uh, Nathaniel Ratliff in the uh, Night Sweats mm-hmm. uh, station, and it is the stuff that pops up on there is j- it's all just gold. Yep. Mm-hmm. Houndsmouth. Oh, I like fuck. I like. Uh, <laughs> Right now, I'm kind of going through a handsome boy modeling school phase. Mm. Those uh, guys are great. It's uh, Prince Paul from the, from De La Soul, and uh, oh. they've been around for 20 years. Didn't yeah, even realize have. it. Never really even heard of them. But uh, oh, really? Oh, okay. They show up on a lot of soundtracks. Strangely yes. enough, and uh, that that's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good stuff there. And then uh, basically anything. I know it's going to sound really cliche, but I love Andrew Bird because the dude fucks with lyrics. Mm-hmm. He, he talks about monsters. 50 foot tall monsters and robot apocalypses and all mm-hmm. kinds of other fun stuff. So, all right. uh, two more well, questions? Uh, quick ones? One or two quick ones. Okay. Yes. Uh, sorry, we'll make sorry it... I get into music. We'll actually, uh, we'll actually make it one last question. 
Um, I was going to... Actually, this is a good one. Team Daenerys or Team Cersei? Oh, hmm. well, That's an easy I mean, Daenerys, right? I already, I already got, I already got my prediction for that show's ending. Anyway. Well, I mean, your 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 instinct is to say Daenerys because uh, I already, I already nailed the whole what John really is thing. I nailed that five years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm you nailed John five years ago. I did. It was great. Oh. It was fantastic. You I know said, nothing. I said Aegon, <laughs> Aegon, take me, Aegon. <laughs> Hold her. Yeah. Hold the door. Yeah. Hold the door. Bend the knee. I I I think that uh I think your big battle is actually going to be between Daenerys and Jon. Um, you don't think they'll just team no, up? No, team no, no, no. I said Daenerys and Jon. Okay. Versus. Against the Night Queen, who will be Cersei Lannister. Oh. After the White Walkers completely curtailed the army that went north to fight them oh. and go straight to King's Landing. You think they're going to convert her? What's the big What's the big prophecy they've all been seeing the for seasons now? Winter's coming. Not only is winter coming, you have seen the Iron Throne covered in snow with the ceiling ripped off of the of the of the keep of oh, the Red Keep. Look at you! So I honestly think he's got his dragon, he's yeah. got his army. They hit Eastwatch by the sea, and they go straight down, which means they're going to go past Pike. They're going to go past all of the coastal cities. And they hit King's Landing. The army that the Starks are leading is in Winterfell, yeah. going north. The White Walkers won't be there when the Starks get there, so they're going to get there. This guy already saw the whole thing with the dragons coming. He knew she was going to bring dragons. So, cool. I get a dragon. I can melt the wall. I can march south. He hits King's Landing, where he meets Cersei, who won't engage her armies with everybody else. So she's on her own. He kills them all. He converts her. He's got his white queen. He's got his iron throne. Oh. You know, mm. Now, this is you, uh, not from the book. This is all speculation. This, this is, is all me. just you. Okay. This is I, all me. Because that's that's the one everybody's going, oh, we're going to have our, our cliche trope battle of, uh, of, of the two Targaryens on their dragons fighting against the Night King on his dragon. I'm like, I think. She's a treacherous asshole. She's gonna destroy yeah. the. She's gonna destroy him after he converts her. She's gonna have her ultimate power. She's already. She has nothing. She's given up everything. Uh, she just wants power. So she's gonna take that power. She'll kill him. She'll take his dragon, and then she's gonna destroy the uh, the seven kingdoms. Mm. I wear. I That's weird it. that Lee's real name is George R R Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fat old man. I read a weird fan theory uh, mm. the other day. What's the What's the kid? That's the three eyed Br- Bran. 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 Yeah. Uh, there's a theory floating around. It's more than one people that he's actually the, the night, night king. The night yeah, king. I, I don't. I don't, I don't, don't buy it that anyway. That. No. That'd be weird, right? But it'd be cool. It would be cool. <laughs> but he's the the thing they showed with the with the wildlings is a lot of them are wargs. A lot of them can see through animals' eyes, and the night king being able to sense that that branch checking up on him. There's a story in some of the old, old, old lore stories that the Night King is actually one of the first, uh, I think he's the 13th uh, Lord Commander of the of the Night's Watch, mm-hmm. who fell in love with a pale-skinned maiden who lived north of the Wall, and then he became evil and corrupt, and because she was, of course, one of the you know White Walkers, and that's he's been alive for 8,000 years, basically plotting his return. Mm. But the Wall is magic. That's mm. something they don't talk about a lot. Mm. The Wall's magic. That's why they needed to melt it to get through it. Right, so, right. Okay. I think Chen and I called it the, the the Winter King. Uh, he deserves a goddamn medal for javelin. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he didn't even <laughs> a goddamn gold medal. He didn't even look like he was trying that hard. He's just, just like, but it's up. It's, there we it's go. magic. It could have weighed a quarter. <laughs> it could have weighed a quarter pound. But people were complaining about that episode. I'm like, why? You don't, you don't think you don't think that was a fucking trap? You don't think this guy who could actually yeah. see through Brandon's eyes when Brand's not when when you know he he sees this shit. He's got foresight. 
You didn't think How could you be mad at that episode? It was I amazing. I was not mad at one fucking Dude, episode. No, I didn't even see the shit coming with the, the we, fucking chains at the we end. Did the, I was like, we did the, the yeah, <laughs> That proves that he knew it was happening. Where did the chains come? Well, he knew he was getting a dragon out of that. Brought lake. my chains. Yeah. <laughs> now, so, all killer, no filler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we got crazy. we had five seasons prior to that showing us that it takes a fucking long time to walk places, yeah. as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to Twin Peaks, which I finally was excited oh, about. But come on, the last episode we uh, finally yeah. got what we I wanted. Mean, he finally becomes Agent Cooper. Coop. But here's spoiler the thing. alert: Coop. We only get him for three. Yeah, and, hours. and David Lynch fucked himself on a second season because no one was yeah. watching because they hated the fact that they didn't. Have Everybody Cooper there. hated Dougie, and now they've said they're not going to do, do you know season the, two. Not only that, good. They're not even on speaking terms. David Lynch and the guy that's running Showtime mm-hmm. will not take his fucking calls. They weren't yeah. on. They were barely Jeez. on speaking terms beforehand. Yeah. It just it was so awful, just so awful. But I mean, things are. There were bright happening. points. Yeah. Now, if only he could do a sequel to Down. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, who's first? With I got one. Movies. Let's do it. All right. Uh, well, it was a big one coming out this week. Wonder Woman. Yay! I've seen that. All right. The special features on that. Um, oh my God, my wife cried because they show uh, there's about a 15 minute featurette on the training and just seeing these women training together and learning how to fight mm-hmm. and working out and all this other shit. That's and my cool. wife's just bawling. And, uh, you know, one of the trainers worked on 300 and he's like far more inspired by watching these people work together and, and, and learn what they can do together than mm-hmm. I was doing 300. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Starship Troopers, Trader of Mars. Uh, it was the, it was the animated. Yeah, it was in theaters. Yeah, it was it's animated. Oh. It's in theaters CG. for just briefly, like a two days, like yeah, uh, two days. You'll hear him later in, in an interview. But uh, what's his name? Kamal Ninjaji uh, is in the Big Sick. Oh, I want to see. It's that. a great so, movie. Yeah, a lot if of people. If you get a copy of it, can I borrow it? From sure. You? Yeah, a lot of people like that movie. It's yeah. a true story. Yeah, uh, and I put, like him. He, I think his like delivery and stuff is so just he's, dry he's and great awesome. Great on Silicon Valley. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. great. Uh, yeah. Oh, if you want to catch up on Arrow, season five. No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes we have to hurt ourselves. Uh, you can get the entire series, but if you already got the other season, season five of Bates Motel. Is that what I... Fan- <laughs> How did, you, did you like the way it ended? I did. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Just to let you know, if you didn't watch it... That's Shannon and I's uh, show. Yeah. Well, we have a couple of shows. We have a couple. It's fun. Um, no, but the... The way Bates Motel ended is they You're just going to spoil the whole thing no. right now? Well, we all know how it fucking ended. It's Psycho. Did they end with but, Psycho? No, so they basically they, did... The they did t- the movie. Spoilers. They did the movie over like four Was it Rihanna, episodes, the, the guest? But they changed it a little. Yeah, they changed Tony. it up a little. <laughs> uh, Rih- right, Rihanna, Rihanna is the woman who steals the money a, yeah. and, and hides out. It's And, f- and it's fan-fucking-tastic. Watch the last season. That's how I want Rebels to do. Yeah. I want Rebels to actually do Hera's version of Rogue One. It might. Oh. Yeah, if you like, check out. Watch I'm, that I'm last so, season. Get the, yeah, get the last season I, of, of Psycho. The the, fir- the original Psycho. We got to see that in a theater mm-hmm. when they re-released it in '95, yes. and yes. it was amazing. Rihanna is Marion Crane. Marion Crane. Thank you. Uh, you've got Lethal Weapon season one. Everybody's. I watched show. some of that. It was okay. It was like okay. A, not like people are, people yeah. were liking yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you can watch Simon and Simon, season six. Shut oh my God. the front door. Do you Gerald remember McRaney's greatest work? Do you remember? Do you remember when uh, when Rick and AJ went to Hawaii and they met up with uh, Magnum PI? It was a crossover. Yeah, no. yeah, that was great. That sounds like the best thing yeah. ever. They they went out on the island uh, the island chopper. They went surfing. <laughs> they solved a crime. I, I think that's it. That's it. All right. I think he's blueberry in you. I am not. <laughs> Games. All right. Uh, on uh, Friday this week, Project Cars Two. If you're into the racing. 
It's supposed to supposed to be pretty good. Is that Pixar's cars? Uh, no, no, no. It's a realistic driving sim. Oh, like uh, kind of like Gran Turismo or Forza. I can just go get in my car. Yeah. If I can't, uh, <laughs> if I can't look into the cold dead eyes of Lightning McQueen, I'm not interested. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, speaking of cold dead eyes, Pokemon Tournament DX <laughs> comes out for the Switch. What? It's a Pokemon fighting game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's out there. It came out for the Wii U a while back, and now they're bringing it up to the Switch. All right. Uh, uh, also, Gold and Silver Virtual Console, uh, or Pokemon Gold and Silver for the Virtual Console of the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, something called Caveman Warriors for the Xbox One. They finally like... finally caught that time that we had in San Diego. Caveman Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> you and I just walking around. <laughs> uh, and, uh, eh. Uh, on the Switch, you got Steam World Dig 2. That first one did pretty well, so they're making another one. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, NBA 2K18 this week comes out for the Switch. If you hit the basket, you get two points? Uh, yes. And if you're behind the white line, uh, Unless it's points. farther, then you uh, get three. It. Yeah, cool. It's pretty good. Cool. It's pretty, cool. Cool. Pretty, yeah. good. pretty good. You got to dribble good. the ball? Mm-hmm. Pretty okay. good. Sounds pretty consistent. Is there running? Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. And uh, also, yeah. there, there's a little bit of jumping. This week, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite for all the systems. Mm, probably mm, going to so. do better than any comic book Marvel puts out this month. <laughs> probably. Oh, we never talked about that. That was a fucking story. That <laughs> yeah, yeah that was a story. Wow. Uh, so. In tabletop, uh, what I, I, I love what tabletop's doing right now. They realize that they're kind of neglecting a good chunk of their audience. Tabletop games like Warhammer 40,000 have been catering towards a predominantly male demographic for 30, 40 years. Uh, Hordes, made by Privateer Press, it's uh, basically a fantasy game where you fight werewolves versus trolls or whatever else. They just put out a new group called the Grimkin, and your wife, Jimmy, is going to love this shit. It's so Halloween-themed, it's not even funny. Uh-huh. So you have, uh, they, they've realized that hyper-sexualized characters are not necessarily appealing to a good chunk of the audience, right? You have a potential audience that's great. So you have these characters, these are the leaders of the, of the faction. You've got kind of possessed stuffed animals. You've got pumpkin men. You've got a... Oh, you got the guy from McDonald's. you got the guy from McDonald's. Not really. <laughs> Half moon. But Ronald? Privateer Press has always made really, really cool figures that, that uh, are... It's Mac it, Tonight? They yeah. Mac Tonight? Yeah, they got the killer from the Nightbreed. <laughs> yeah, with the finger daggers. Uh, they've, they've realized that they can, they can make really cool-looking dynamic figures that, that aren't necessarily titillating they don't mm-hmm. need to be they can be cool and dynamic and awesome mm-hmm. and 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 still appeal to people you hmm. said uh, the the grimkin they have an army of, of uh pumpkin-headed scarecrows that are not cartoony they don't look kitty like they're yeah. they're actually really cool and kind of frightening and, huh. and they're neat and all again with any of these miniatures i'll be painting them up and putting them on our our geek show facebook page so cool so see. i'm seeing the things on the back they don't come that way or you got to paint them yourself you got to paint them this, this, come, is, uh, this is what you get oh, yeah okay so Blink. for for a nerd like me, this is a model kit that I'm going to put together. I'm going to and I'm going to paint it up, and then if I play the game, I can I can take them out and play against a friend's army. That How long does built. it take to paint one of those for you? The, for me, keeping in mind I've been doing this since 1983, right, you got a lot of experience. I can paint from start to finish if I'm just doing one figure mm-hmm. to a decent standard, like not anything I'm trying to put in a competition. But uh, I can do a miniature in about an hour. Oh, cool! But you're gonna do that while the jerky cures? Yeah, <laughs> I have. I, I have been. And then there's uh, there's some like if I'm doing a if I'm doing a, a, a legion of people, if I want to do like a squad of ten people, right? I can do ten in about three hours because I'll paint all the colors kind on of all ten assembly of them line style. Yeah, yeah gotcha. exactly. But with this, this is a command group, so I'm going to spend more time on it. So it'll probably be four or five hours a figure. Have cool. you uh, have you chosen what figure you're going to, what figures you're going to paint in front of everyone at Comic Con? Actually 
going it's going to be the sister game to Hordes. It's called War Machine. Uh, it's kind of a steampunk uh, mm. mech battle game set in Victorian England. Uh, that's a simplification. It's not really, but uh, I have five of the same figure. So I'm just going to base coat them, and mm. I'll have a couple of prepared that show what the end result is, kind of like a cooking show. Ah, <laughs> good so idea. After you do this technique, it's going to look like this. But what's, I'll, what's the name of that panel? So the I, I, I think it's I think it's war. Ma- I, I think it's war. Uh, miniature painting basics. With, mm. Okay. With, with Lee George K. Yeah, with Lahayam Jorge Kaladi. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to paint a happy little. Look. Look. <laughs> Here's a little bush here. A happy little. It's orc. it's going to it's going to be really. Uh, I can actually paint and draw with an audience. It doesn't bother me. It never has. Mm. But it bothers some people how disconnected I get with reality while I'm painting. It's like meditation to me. I, I kind of slip out. Would it so. bother you if they came over your shoulder and said, you're pretty good, but not as good as me? Just walk off. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I already Someone know. did that to Cat at the farmers. Yeah. We told him to fuck off. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I'm going to say some, something that I tell some of the kids at the set. You know what? Sometimes it's okay to keep things that are in your head inside your fucking yeah, that's head. That's right. <laughs> I, I said that I don't say the fucking. You probably say that at pub quiz, too. <laughs> and I say the fucking. Yeah. yeah. Mr. B, if you would, please. Oh, I don't know who decided to put cinnamon in this fucking ham, but they must be insane. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Thank you for waiting till the end of the episode to hear the celebrity interviews. Woo! The Ninjago movie, Lego Ninjago. Lego Ninjago. Got to go down to Legoland. And, uh, I saw your pictures. Yeah, it's fun. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, it's not cheap to get in there. That's what I hear. Uh, 90 bucks a pop for little kids. And uh, and I will say this. If you have children, if you're listening to this, you have children, if they're over the age of 10, don't worry about it. Well, that's what I heard is for yeah. little kids. Yeah, little kids. Uh, I got, because I, Kat and I are huge Lego people, and so we got to walk around, and they have all these huge cities, like all of Vegas, all of... The Star Wars section, like my God, like the the sets they had up, they had the entire Hoth battle. I was sitting there shitting my pants, <laughs> and then uh, then I was I actually got to meet uh, two of the they call them master builders, and uh, one guy was actually from Denmark. I think the other guy lived in like in a, I think Connecticut. And these are the guys and, in charge of, of building those the massive sets. Sets, and so because I was laughing, I go, yeah, my wife and our huge Lego people. We built the the Simpsons house. We built the snow speeder, and then he goes, yeah, he's like, I think my favorite project is like I built a life size X wing. I was like. Well, now I feel like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like had a 45-foot wingspan, uh, and, and I, you could climb into it. And I'm guessing he does it without instructions. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, you, if you actually look at it, I don't know if you've seen the pictures. It, it was in Times Square. Yeah. And it looks like the old, like, shitty X-Wing. And yeah. it's just, oh, it's amazing. Oh, it looked great. So, but yeah, but it was, uh, the, the movie's fun. Well, we'll talk about it more next week, but the interview's these are some of my favorite interviews I've ever done. And they're just the, you were uh, having fun, I could tell. It's easily having a good time. Uh, so we'll start off with the Let's start. two guys uh, from a show that I love on HBO called Silicon Valley. Very funny. Uh, it's Kamal and Nanjaji, I think, and Zach Woods. Uh, so here you go. Absolute pleasure to meet you guys. Uh, huge fan of Silicon Valley. Thanks. Oh, thank huge you. Huge fan of that. The, the main bad guy in this likes to fire people out of a volcano. If you could choose three people to fire out of a volcano right now, who would you choose? Oh my god, what a great question. <laughs> It's tough because mine would be political figures. (laughs) And weirdly, Lego doesn't want us to go in deep on politics, probably. (laughs) Isn't that odd? Um, Okay, people to fire out of a volcano. Um, (laughs) Wow. I guess we're too benevolent and kind to do those Well, we're also assuming that they don't want to be fired out of a volcano. Maybe someone wants to take a recreational volcano ride. It's like a skydiver. I was going to say a skydiver. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Who would it be? <laughs> Who would it? Do they survive? That's up to you. Uh, 
It is up to us. <laughs> or is it up to the volcano? True. Wow. Um, I don't, I feel, I guess I'm pretty happy with everyone around me. Okay. Is that what that means? Yeah, it's what it is. <laughs> we're not going to, I guess we're being secretive about who we want to roast with. We'll keep it a secret. Flaming hot magma. <laughs> Bob, both of you guys are hilarious in the com uh, comedic world. Uh, who influenced your comedy growing up and into what you do today? I really actually loved Mike Judge. I mean, I loved yeah. Abuse and Butthead and Office Space. Those were like my favorite things. I'd watch them over and over. So yeah. it's, we're lucky that we're on the show with him. But he was a big, big, and I love Seinfeld. That's great. Oh, good one. I so, love my yeah, I love Mike Judge. I love Christopher Guest. I love the Marx Brothers. Yeah. The Yush. <laughs> the Yush. You like yeah. the Marx Brothers? I like the Marx Brothers. Okay. Harpo Marx. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Harpo, Groucho. Um, Chico. Chico. And then there's another, Zeppo? Yeah, that's Zeppo. right. Yeah, See, I like, I, if we're going back that far, I like <laughs> uh, Laurel and Hardy and the Three Stooges. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton. Charlie Chaplin's for the bird. No, I'm just kidding. I love Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to have a big, outrageous opinion. Yeah. <laughs> for you guys, what is the perks of doing a voice acting uh, you know, gig versus on set? Well, you can just smoke the whole time. Oh, wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, the big thing is I would never be a ninja in a movie. This is the only way I would be a ninja. This is the only way I could be, like, badass is if it's just my voice. And even that is straining credibility. Yeah. You know, I feel like usually I get hired for my body and for the way I look <laughs> and for my beauty. And so You're it's nice. not a nice. piece of meat. I'm not, to just not be objectified for once in my life is such a relief. Just it's, a slab of hot meat. Yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, yes, I'm a beefcake. Sorry, but like, there's more to me. You know? <laughs> beefcake is such a strange term, isn't it? Beefcake? Like imagine a cake made of beef. Yeah, and that's you, what women want. And that's, yeah, that's isn't a compliment. Isn't just meatloaf? Yeah. I guess. And, me, and it, yeah. coincidentally, Meatloaf, the musician, is the ultimate beefcake. He's the ultimate yeah. beefcake. <laughs> but nobody would say, look at that, what a meatloaf. <laughs> He's a real meatloaf. This is going to drive me right into my last question, because it's a question I like to ask everybody. It tells yeah. a lot about a person. Yes. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh. The national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need the lyrics, though? No, sir. They were written. <laughs> I'm they're, waiting. They're written on my heart. Oh. Oh, no. Back to oh, I know what yours is. Bang, bang into the room. Bang, bang into the room. Bang, bang into the room? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Pleasure meeting you guys. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great day. Very funny, yeah. guys. They're... They, they, I love people who can riff, you know, like that, yeah. just off the top of their heads. I think it's fantastic. I think it's uh, also very cool that they they hold Mike Judge in such high esteem. They do. Yeah. You know? Mike Judge, and then, uh, but apparently Charlie Chaplin's for the birds. <laughs> 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 and uh, so, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, another, more comedians that are just, you know, on the top of their game. Uh, you've got Abby Jacobson, who Kat was a huge fan and freaked out when she saw her. Mm -hmm. uh, she's on a show called Broad City. Very funny. Yeah. She likes him. And then, I, the first season, not so much. It got better. Yeah. As they went I haven't watched yet. it really, but Kat yeah. just drools and, over and it. And she's great. She's great. And uh, and then uh, good old Fred Arbison from Very funny. Saturday Night Live fame. So here you go. It's an absolute pleasure to meet both of you. Thank you so much for all the com comedy you guys give us. Thanks. Fantastic. In the film, the, the villain likes to fire people out of a volcano. If you could fire one person out of a volcano, who would you choose? Oh. Joe. Oh, wow. That's very Joe. quick. And there's a whole movie about it. Joe versus the Volcano. <laughs> you bring up a Tom Hanks reference. One of my favorite movies as a kid. That's a little known fact about me. You just did that so fast. I can't add to that. That's too good. Too good. Well, Joe. Joe. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. Joe's, Joe. Joe's yeah. taking it. Okay. <laughs>
Uh, you guys are both fantastic comedians. I'm curious who influenced your comedy style and what you bring to the screen. I mean, I I definitely was really influenced by Gilda Radner. Oh, it's a good. One. The, the early SNL uh, days were were really influential to me. Um, I would watch them on Comedy Central. Um, I love Gilda Radner. I love how every character felt like it was like some version of herself that was younger or not yet like something she didn't always would have wanted to be. Sure. Uh, yeah. And for me, it'd be Rick Moranis. That's a good one. I, everything he did, I always like just like the, the look in his eye. He's, he's very committed <laughs> yeah. to everything that he did. So or does. You guys are both. Uh very skilled in improvisation and were you guys allowed to do that at all with this film or is it more just very on the on the page and we were definitely allowed and encouraged especially the day that we were all together but it it is such a structured and and it was such a structured and great script already that it didn't need so much yeah and sometimes if there's too much improvisation you can hear it sure it's people sort of flexing their muscles so yeah. we wanted to honor this as you know bring ourselves into it, but honor it as well. Gotcha. If you could choose one movie from your childhood to get the Lego treatment, what would you like to see? Joe vs. Volcano. <laughs> you can't keep saying Joe vs. Volcano. The can. trunk alone. The double trunk alone. Yeah. Floating on the ocean? Yes. Lego, Lego it. Is that it? Lego it. <laughs> I want to ask you what your second favorite Tom Hanks movie is. Just Big. It's a good one. You know what's a good one? The Man with One Red Shoe. That is a great one. Did you ever see it? It's really funny, and Jim Belushi is in it, and he's really funny. It's a really, it's, it's, it just is a good, subtle, good, good comedy. I'm gonna check it out. I'm not kidding, by the way. No, sure. I asked Jackie Chan uh, this question, because I'm a huge fan of his since I was a kid. And I said, because he's known for using his environment, to, you know, for fighting scenes. If you could choose one thing in this room to take us, take me and him out, what would you choose? Oh, as a weapon? Uh-huh. Easy. I'm curious if you choose the same thing he chose. I, I, it's so easy. <laughs> I would choose, um, the sandbag. <laughs> Very difficult. What, to throw at somebody? But you'd have to lift it. <laughs> uh-huh. What would you choose? Uh, take microphone out of microphone clip. The cable becomes a sort of whip, ro- <laughs> whip and rope. So, if there's someone else too, these guys here, uh, or you could swing the microphone around. Wow. I hate to say you Not guys if both. I get you with the sandbag first. That's you, right. You both Ooh. failed. He chose the bamboo because it's light and it hurts when you hit somebody with it. Why? <laughs> I would scream into the mic and deafen everyone. That caused feedback. Yeah! <laughs> Absolute pleasure meeting you guys. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, just a quick observation here that uh, <laughs> she said that Gilda Radner was That's a great answer. influential. That's A, a great answer. Yeah. And B, shame on you, Fred Armisen, for saying... Well, what about the Saturday Night Live that I was in? Yeah. Not just the classics, you know. Yeah. It got better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, they were fun, and uh, so they're good. Uh, the next room. Yes. I call it the ugly room. It's because uh, absolutely complete opposite. Justin Thoreau and Olivia Munn. Uh, yeah. I think I said earlier. This guy said I looked like him, and I walked. I go, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> so here we go. 
It's a pleasure meeting both of you. Nice meeting you. Uh, so your character, and I want you both to chime in on this one, likes to fire people out of a volcano. Yeah. If you could choose three people to fire out of a volcano right now, who would Olivia. you choose? Olivia. Oh, wow. I love it, I love assist. it, but I love adventure. <laughs> I love adventure. Yeah, um, three people, oh god, you don't want to know who I want to fire. Of course! Mm. Well, let's who go together, you? let's do three together. Okay, um, you start. And I'm gonna If we give you five this. seconds, if you to make a choice, just go. Go. One. This is hard. <laughs> I, know. Um, I don't know. God, I don't know. There's no one I want to fire out of a volcano. Nobody? I love everyone in my life. <laughs> Truly. That's Wait. the real answer. I'm just going to think of three people. In my Ready? immediate circle. Go. I'm, three, I'm, think, I'm thinking of them right now. Shoot. Well, they just fired out. They're gone. Yeah. I, I just, I just, you got on camera me thinking about it. Go. Okay. <laughs> uh, in your opinion, what makes a great villain? A great villain? <laughs> In a Ninjago, in a Lego movie, or any villain? Well, a good a good villain uh, has to have some kind of psychological damage <laughs> and be slightly mentally ill, be very unbalanced, also very stupid and on the forward foot, um, and slightly narcissistic. Yeah, I think that makes. I think that's, that's a good villain. recipe for for villainy. What makes um, Garmadon such a great villain in Ninjago is that he's so confident and so dumb. <laughs> Which is a hilarious combination yes. to be. Like, when people are dumb and confident, hilarity ensues, truly. Speaking of hilarity, uh, th these Lego movies have such great comedy in them, and I'm wondering if you guys embrace anybody that influenced your, com your comedic skills to, to deliver onto the screen. The, the script was so great, but, uh, but Charlie, our director, would always encourage us to, to just throw out anything that we had in the moment. So we really try to get in the character and, and throw out stuff that we think is, you know, would be really funny. And then there's, there's times when you're really trying to be funny and then there's times when you just don't know how to read. Yeah. So that you, <laughs> you come up, you, you say Lloyd instead of Lloyd. Yeah, that's what happened. And then you come up with something very it's funny. It's a hilarious joke. Do you like to tell them that you don't know how to read? It's a hilarious joke. Does the world I, know? Justin creatively doesn't know how to read. It's a choice that I made. <laughs> I was reading the character, uh, the character name when we were recording, and I went, and I just stumbled on the name Lloyd, and I went, and Lloyd, and then wait, that was an accident. That was an accident. At first, at first it was an accident. Then Charlie, our director, doubled over laughing, and he's like, "That's so stupid." And I was like, "Thanks." And then he said, "Let's keep it." So we just kept it as Lloyd. That is fantastic. Very funny. One of the things you get to do in this film, it's one of my favorite things in the world to talk about, is a fake puke take. It's oh yeah, like that. And so, fake what is the art of doing a great oh. fake puke? Take? It's air, really. Like it's because before you puke, it's always usually that stuff. Yeah, and it's like a. Oh, you're just trying not. It's you know, it's like it's like crying on camera. It's actually trying, trying not, not to. to cry. So <laughs> when it's your puke on camera, it's trying not to puke. Yeah, so it's yeah kind you're of like a you're just thing. trying to you're yeah. trying to hold it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh. Oh. A lot of this. I, you know your mouth yeah, has your to mouth get water. Out, you're like, no neck, water. It's, all you're sweaty. it's really water. I know where you're like, yeah. oh. But you don't want to drink anything because that could set it off. <laughs> if you could choose one movie from your childhood to get the Lego treatment to remake, what would you choose? Apocalypse Now, I think. Oh wow! <laughs> from his childhood. <laughs> I think would be from amazing. his childhood. That was my favorite. When I mean, he was five years old, just watching <laughs> watch Apocalypse Now. Oh my god! Just walking by in bricks, it would be hilarious. Um, Mary Poppins. That's a good one. That, I love Mary uh, Freaky Friday. And Emily Blunt is doing Mary Poppins. Oh, she is. That. I know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Bad News Bears? That's know. a good one. That could be fun. Uh, you and should do Bad News Bears. My last question I like to ask everybody because I think it tells a lot about a person. What is your go-to karaoke song? Um, <laughs> I just thought of my go-to karaoke song. What? And if it tells you about me, Blades, uh, Blades of Glory. Oh! <laughs> Shot down in a blaze of glory. That's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, I know, wow. but it's fun. Um, 
Mine is um, Bone Thugs and Harmony Crossroads. Ooh, good one. Whoa. <laughs> it's a hard one. You can't find a lot of uh, karaoke. Somebody else is asking to yeah. sing karaoke stuff. <laughs> but I do. Awesome. Pleasure to meet you guys. Good to see you. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. It's a lot of fun. Appreciate it. I'm just glad you didn't talk to Justin through about... Uh, the most depressing show on television. I thought about asking about it, saying if you could choose the people to get zapped to another <laughs> to another area, uh, but he probably would give the same answer with the volcano one. So, and she's uh, she's pleasant. Yeah, she's they were fun. Yeah, this whole thing was a fantastic time. And now what you're gonna hear is me fucking okay. lose my mind because I got I got <laughs> I want to talk to you about this. Okay, uh, so I just walking to the room. I will say this though, Jackie Chan. Uh, you could tell you you know he's shorter. Guy's built like a brick shit house. Oh yeah, I mean, just fuck, almost bursting out of his shirt. I'm yep. like, holy shit. There's one tough motherfucker. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and and Dave Franco is my it's my first three peat. So uh, here you go. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind because I'm a huge fan of yours since I was a child. Thank you so much for everything you have done. What's the first your, first movie you remember? Project A, Wheels, uh, wow. Wheels on Meals, uh, Police Story Two. You've Are seen you them all. All the, my aunt's from Beijing, and so she would bring the movies oh, over, cool. and like uh. even some that weren't even subtitled, and I would just sit there and watch the fight scenes. What's your favorite? God, there's, there's no give us one. Oh god, there's Supercop, there's Operation Condor, there's I mean <laughs> you want to keep talking about <laughs> wow. <talk> forever. Thank you, thank you, you guys oh. make me come to America. Oh yes, don't. an honor, an honor, absolute honor. The villain in this film likes to fire people out of a volcano. Mm -hmm. If you could choose one person to fire at a volcano, who would you choose right now? That's a tough question. <laughs> um, I am gonna. I mean, that's a that's a lose lose question. <laughs> I'm gonna choose you for putting us in this awkward scenario. Me? <laughs> Rude. I take it back. I take it back. I don't know. Is there anyone you want to fire out of a volcano? I always want to fight with Benny of the Jack. <laughs> Who's this? Benny. Benny. Probably not your age. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's a uh, uh, free fight champion in the world. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I've been trying to fight him just so many years. Really? Yes. He know that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's fire Benny out. <laughs> he might watch. The, he might. He might watch. We're coming for you, Benny. <laughs> You're known for using your environment in fight scenes. If you were to take me and Dave out right now in this room, who would you take? Right now? Yeah. Bamboo. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bamboo, light, Oof. heavy, and hurt. <laughs> I would love to see Jackie beat our asses with some bamboo right now. <laughs> the one thing about, great about these uh, Lego movies is the comedic style of it. And I wonder which influences your comedic style, you know, growing up and who influenced you comedy-wise. Good question. Who, when, when you were growing up, what comedies were you watching that you loved? Oh. Popeye. Oh, yeah? Popeye. <laughs> I always wanted to be about oh, Popeye. Oh, wow. Wow. You, you can do so many things. Yeah, yeah. Then, and I want and run oh run run bird maybe maybe oh, road, oh, road runner road runner yeah. so Ooh. many tricks <laughs> and and also the Jerry Tom Tom and Jerry yeah oh, good oh, ones these are good. I want I want we only have this kind of things in in China in Hong yeah. Kong in yeah. Thai and I always watching it helped me all the action movement humor. Mm -hmm. And those are the classics. <laughs> yeah. This, this the, 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 the funny, funny things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Last question I, I like to ask everybody. I've asked you this before, and I'm curious if your answer is okay. going to change. Is because I think it tells a lot about a person. What is your go-to karaoke song? 
<laughs> I, the answer has changed, I think. Did okay. I tell you Wonderwall before? Yes, you did. I think the new one is um, uh, R. Kelly's Ignition Remix. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like romantic song. Oh. Yeah. My personal fast training all the, yeah. but when I sit down, I like to listen like uh, um, baby, I didn't love you. All those lonely, lonely lights. Because tender. That's <laughs> tender. Wow, this kind of song, I can learn English. You're oh. always on my mind. You're always on my mind. This day, the young song, I don't know. <laughs> but I use for training. Really? But I, yeah, I use for. Oh, oh, you, oh, got it. For training. Yeah, yeah. But I cannot learn. English. It's too quick or yeah, what? Oh. Too quick. Yeah, okay. And I cannot understand. So I like to learn the country song. Mm. I can I can learn my I like English. that. Yeah. Absolute honor meeting you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good to see you, man. All right. Yeah. Uh, just my quick observation here. Yeah. Because he sort of he confirmed what I have always felt about those Jackie Chan movies. They're cartoons. Yeah. And he says right there that those he says Roadrunner, personal favorite of mine. Beep beep. And Tom and Jerry, yeah. he quotes as influences, and yeah. I'm like, yes, I thank you, yeah, yeah, because I've always thought those. Oh, they're over are, the top. They're yeah, goofy. They're as hell. cartoons. Yeah, but it's live action. Yes. I mean, this is the guy who has put himself through. I think Shannon said it like last week. Like, how is he still walking? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. But it's just that was one of the, like you know I've gotten giddy before with Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg, but this yeah. is the more one like. You can have fun with him because he's just he's full of joy. Well, I liked how the other guy was quizzing you on your Jackie Chan knowledge. Good old Dave you Franco, were, don't fucking test me. You were there, baby. <laughs> so there you have it. All right, Lego Ninjago. All right, next week, will you, the show that you will receive will be our uh, Salt Lake Comic Con oh, edition. Right. So it'll be shorter than usual, yeah. but uh, it'll, it'll be all right, I think. We're looking forward to it. Bring your questions in your A-game. Yes, so join us there at Salt Lake Comic Con. Bring back that kid who said cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs>